пошли. Все в месте. Какие ваши доказательства? Кокаином. show today right very big show and we have and a we very a... special guest here I was about to say we got a special guest too go ahead i'm doing the intro matt <laughs> you do the intro <laughs> no you do it yeah <laughs> no no you do it you do it no you do it no you no, you do I'm... the intro because you're bringing our guest on someone do the okay. intro well car <laughs> welcome to the show it's so nice to have you <laughs> hey it's good to be here i was going to say if somebody didn't do it soon then i was going to yeah <laughs> basically reading shit is my whole skill so yeah it's really great to be here guys thank you thank you so much for having me on i uh i don't know if i've uh, been on with uh mr bender or mike yet but uh dave dole i know we've done a stream before at least once and lance is a good buddy so yeah i'm happy to be here hope i don't disappoint there you go. Happy I mean, have, Lance, why did you why did you do the intro then? You make no sense. <laughs> I know. I, I I'm a bunch of contradictions. Yeah, I thought this was yeah. Lance's show. I did. I I just thought it would just it's, be me and him. And then I'm like, wait, no. I've it's... never implied that. It's <laughs> <laughs> starting drama. Right I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. I didn't want to be like, oh, here's uh, you know, the guest that I booked and brought on. No, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. That's true. So I, I did ask her to come on. I'll and I'll, I'll quickly explain why. I, I think right now there's a big discussion around male loneliness, and obviously there's this weird thing when it comes to this discussion where oftentimes uh, it said it's getting framed like the reason that uh, you know Andrew Tate's or all these people succeed is because there's like there's no alternative on the left and I don't fully agree with that because I think at the end of the day uh, misogyny will exist with or without like a, a really powerful leftist Andrew Tate um, but I think that there should obviously be really healthy content about you know good masculinity positive masculinity fresh masculinity whatever you want to call it and I think Carr is, is, is a really good example of that at least uh, in every like discussion I've had with him and the stuff that he advocates for often really promoting very very uh, good uh, you know uh, discussions surrounding uh, these kind of topics so it's one of the reasons I want to ask him to come on yeah that's that's great Carr can you give us a little bit of insight into that because I've been seeing this as well and I've also heard like I haven't been in the discourse as much but you know, there, there's there's this talk that the left doesn't have a response to the issue of male loneliness, hence why so many young men are drifting towards the alt right. And what is kind of like your general take and response to that? 
Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, um, my take on it isn't controversial, but skirts the line of it because I, I think that in online spaces, we amplify the intensity of the issue. And when I say the issue, I mean specifically this supposed lack of communication to lonely young men. There's an issue there because I think that, you know, living in a capitalist settler colony, colony alienates all of us to some degree. I think that what we are seeing is the how corrupt patriarchy actually is. And in fact, it will absolutely poison other men and cut the legs out from other men in addition to, you know, shooting down on women and minorities. So I think that when it comes to the role of online content creators, I think our first and foremost focus is to uh, be a, an example of positive masculinity, or at the very least, don't actively be toxic. And I think a lot of people are actually doing that. I think people online have existed at least for a solid five years or so, or even longer, that have been speaking to those issues. In terms of what to do about it going forward, I think that we could definitely have more stuff devoted to being a good person. And last, you know, the last few times I've been asked to talk about this, you know, people say, well, how do you be a good man? We tell you not what not to do. Um, nobody tells you what to do. And, and I say the same thing. It's not about being a good man. It's about being a good person you know, regardless of how you view the role of masculinity in society, ultimately what it boils down to is whether or not you're contributing more good to yourself, to your family, and to the people around you. And that, at its core, is being a good person. I would say that to a man. I'd say that to a woman. I'd say that to a boy or a girl or a, a non-binary pal. That You know, it doesn't actually matter. There's steps that we can take in a, a society that has left us so atomized mostly due to capitalism, but some cultural aspects as well, that we can go back to being a good person and also finding in that process how to better connect with people and curb some of that alienation that we're experiencing. Uh, sorry for my too long answer to a simple question. No, I love that. No. I think that's... No, yeah, it was really good too. Someone was asking in the chat, like, don't women get lonely too? Absolutely. I think yes, when you look absolutely. at those charts sometimes, you'll see this, like, there's just a generic amount of, like, loneliness uh, and mass alienation that's occurring, right? Um, I think one of the biggest things that's striking when you see the, like, look at the rise of male loneliness and then they try to show you, uh, there's also, of course, a rise uh, in the amount of, like, you know, women who are experiencing, obviously, anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff as well. It, it Like, no one... No one will be spared uh, in the current paradigm. Uh, but it's one of those things where I also I worry sometimes because I don't think men raised as, uh, you know, masculine, you know, hyper masculine men are, are equipped with the same tool sets uh, to be able to deal with a lot of the problems in their lives, such as like the very act of being empathetic is seen as being too feminine or too gay or uh, aspect of that or sharing or being vulnerable. That's, that's another really big one, right? Like just the very act of being vulnerable in front of another man sometimes will even just like shut, even if it's like one of your best friends will shut the other dude down because they'll suddenly be like, oh, well, I mean, what are you doing here, bro? Is this gay shit? What, what, are we, what are we talking about, right? And it's like, well, it, it just sucks that we, we vilify so many things at once in, in, in that act, you know? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And I think that Part of what we're dealing with is what the system has brought upon us. Like the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we do live in a patriarchal system. So in that process, we forced, you know, 
gender of a binary sort in down two lanes and one of those lanes just says you will get up every day you will put on your tie and your suit you will go and you will make money and then you will meet a woman marry have kids with her and provide for that family uh, and you know you stop and think well do i spend time with my kids and connect with them on emotional level. Fuck that shit. No, you come home and you drink your emotions away, pussy, you know? And, and so that is sort of where men were pushed. Women were pushed. You're going to be a caregiver. You're going to be a homemaker in the process, what they were forced to do. And part of what they were taught to do is have to connect with they're expected to connect with their children. They're expected to console the children. They're expected to connect with other women, you know, uh, throughout the process of being a homemaker. We're going back a few hundred years, at least just in my country. And because they were forced into those roles and now we're living in the society that we have now, one that I worry the biggest problem is our society atomizes people really hard. You have generation after generation of guy. You have young men now and their fathers suffering from the same thing where they just didn't really learn how to connect with people at, at anything other than a surface level. You know, you, you stop and talk to some of these guys. I'll use my father as an example. Um, the majority of his friends are guys he worked with and he uh, doesn't really hang out with any of his friends. Now, you know, he's, he's in his seventies now, so he's certainly um, been to a number of their funerals, but that was the extent of his connection with people and so that was the extent of his connection with me and there was no room for emotional depth you know you're a boy be a man you know do what you have to do don't complain about it things like that and so we realize that we can't maintain that that's not sustainable it's not healthy and it's not sustainable so what are you left with you're left with the same level of disenchantment that a lot of early 20 somethings get maybe they get out of high school maybe they make it through a few years of college and it's you look out and it's just like okay this is it now what and you've been equipped with so little to get you through society and to get you through this world and i think that is an area that you know, we absolutely could speak to, but I really don't think that that is a leftists do it worse than a right winger does it thing. I think that is more the fact that right wingers convince them that this unfair system can benefit them if they just take the right steps, if they support the right people. Leftists point out to them that, no, this system is broken and it's killing us, which is what it's doing, you know we don't have a positive prognosis of operating within the system. We tell them mm, we really need to operate outside of or remove this system. And that is a much more difficult and complex message to communicate. And, 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 that, and that's the same with all of the right wings messaging. You like all of you guys here are far more experienced than I am countering right wing propaganda. And you know, as well as I do that if you're explaining, you're losing, you know, and that's the same thing talking to young men online. It's very easy to point to them at the spooky, scary feminists that are ruining everything and just point to this lofty, glowing city up on the hill of government-issued wives and subservient women and the Ferrari or the Lambo and the nice paycheck and oh, the alpha male that does what he wants. Yeah, that's an easy thing to put in somebody's head because it's also the shit that's in our movies, too, and our video games. It's much harder to tell people, so like, hey, human interaction is something you have to work at. 
There's some nuances to it that may not come naturally to you, but you'll find it gets easier. Over, you know, I've already lost them at that point. So that that's the struggle there, I think. Yeah, I could see why that message resonates because it's true. You know, there, there's no guidebook. Like when you get out of college, there's no like set path for yourself. You're kind of just left wondering, what do I do next? And that's where I think that some of these hucksters can kind of fill the void. Like, you know, Jordan Peterson, it's, oh, well, here's what you do. Clean your room, do this, do that. And that's how these like alpha bros slash red pill types, you know, they give people that path. They say, well, if you do this, like the traditional thing, um, then, you know, this is going to give your life some purpose, some meaning when in actuality, they're just reinforcing the system, as you said, that has been killing us all. So, yeah, I, I think that that's that's a really important avenue that needs to be explored more. So I'm glad that there are people like you who bring sanity to this discussion, because I feel like it's not necessarily that explored, um, at least from a leftist perspective. You just see these nasty people like Andrew Tate trying to fill that void and filling young men with like terrible ideas. And that's really worrying. So I'm glad that there are people pushing back against that like you and just trying to teach them how to be a good person, right? Because that's, nobody knows, like we're all just kind of like, you never really feel like you're an adult, right? You might be an adult, but nobody, like, I still feel like, you know, am I an adult? Do I know? We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're just yeah, no. floating through space on this child. rock. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, we, it, uh, some of it is due to economic changes. When for our parents, my parents, I have old parents. So for some of you, perhaps even your grandparents, um, life was very simple. There were, was no cell phones and there was no Facebook or surfing online. Your f lifelong friends was the person you happened to live next door to mm -hmm. when you were a kid. Your world consisted of the three, three channels on your television and the local newspaper. After that, maybe what you got on the radio. But more importantly, when you had that outlook, you had those avenues open to you of what you could do and a clear-cut path, you would say, okay, well, I'm not much for book learning. There's a factory outside of town. There's a coal mine outside of town. That's my life now. You go down there, you work, you get a pension, you start a family, and you retire. And you use that, and you're able to buy a home. So you're able to get material resources that can secure your existence, right? And find you some degree of comfort. Or you say, I, you know what? I want more for myself. Okay, I go and I pay the... I don't know, $200 entry fee at the local public university because we used to subsidize these things in my, in my country. And you actually get a degree in engineering or, or the soft sciences or anything like that. And you go and you get a highly skilled field. You become a doctor, you become an engineer, you become a lawyer and you provide for your family. Same old thing though. Now we don't have that clear cut path. You know, a young man, unless he is from the privileged class or lucky, which I, I, I don't leave out the fact that some people have the right set of academic or economic skills at the right time, or they're born into wealth. If they don't have one of those, you get out of high school. And even if, you know, you may have some avenue via loans or grants or grandma's money to pay for college, you're kind of just looking at this world and you're just like, what in the hell am I going to do? <laughs> you know? let alone time to sit back and think like, well, like 
maybe I'd like to connect with someone. Maybe I'd like to get married one day. Maybe I'd like to have kids one day. What would that be like? You'd, we're not even going through those mental processes. And then on top of all of that, you know, we're not really truly training people to be adults. And, and that's been a lament for a long time. You know, I'm not just saying, oh, we used to have home ec classes in my day, but we're not actually training people on the uh, psychological rigors of being an adult. What does it mean to share a space with people different than you? What does it mean to uh, connect and communicate with people from a different background than you, from a di different religious upbringing from you, from a different gender than you? Maybe they might even be a different gender than assigned at birth. And you, you don't know what to do because we pushed you out into a society that's going to help you little to none in that process. So no steps in that process are going to be eased along the way. Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? And I think I like that you brought up Andrew Tate. I, I did do a video on the guys. At first, I, I try not to make videos on hot button issues. I try to locate things that are maybe being under discussed. But, you know, I saw an element of this that even the advertiser friendly version of me, FD Signifier, hadn't talked about yet. And um, I, I noticed the fact that a lot of these guys that were making the rounds a year ago that were being talked about a year ago um uh, they're men of color you know a a a andrew tate uh, you know um kevin samuels before he passed away uh the fresh and fit podcast a, a lot of these guys are men Sneaker. of color yeah sneeko is uh black and filipino i believe so and, and on that, then I'm wondering, I'm like, some of these guys, a lot of these guys that are really top in the charts, that are really, really, really pulling in all the clicks and the reaction and all the content, like, they're not white. I mean, yeah, you've got your Jordan Petersons and you've got, um, you know, people like Steven Crowder and shit like that. But these guys here are really tapping something with the young men. And they're also not white guys. And I, you know, to me, I saw the very unique combination of issues that patriarchy has saddled us with, with the issues that capitalism has saddled us with, the issues that racism and institutionalized racism has saddled us with. Because you take all those things I rambled about earlier that are weighing on a young man's shoulders, now add the fact that you're a black man in America with all of that, you know? Add the fact that, you know, people are going to stare at you in a store. People are going to pull their children closer or clutch their purses when you walk by. Shit is intensely alienating. I, I know. I lived it. I am a six-foot-six black man, so I experienced it firsthand. And, and that's what, you know, prompted me to start thinking about these things and tell people, hey, you know, if you guys want to talk about positive masculinity, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I, I think that uh, it's something that I've spent years unteaching what my father taught me and I, I might have some input to give to other people who might be listening so i think um something too that's not often spoken about is how the dynamic kind of just fucks everyone over because like on one end yeah men are supposed to be the earners protectors that and then on the other end it's basically women your value in society is going to be based on how hot you are and then you'll become basic property and possessions for men to uh, acquire like that's that's like basically the two directions that the whole thing goes in right so that's what i usually what i try to say when i'm like the whole structure from the ground up it screws everyone over it's terrible it's unhealthy for everybody it very yeah it very much is it, it's killing us it's literally killing us because you know it 
it all with that there's no self-care either right it is a known fact if i don't know if anyone else here has lived in a predominantly black neighborhood or a low-income one but heart disease is our fucking grim reaper okay hypertension is runs in my family i have it i want two medications for it the stress and not taking care of yourself and not eating right. And then if you start following guys like fresh and fit, now you're getting roided up and you're not act these guys for how healthy they claim to be. They really, really don't seem to put a lot of stock in going to the doctor, getting checkups, <laughs> getting therapy, you know, <laughs> they, they don't strike me as particularly healthy at all. I mean, you, I, I thought I saw in the news and you guys, probably watch Twitter a little closer than I do. Isn't, isn't Andrew Tate like ill, like pretty sick right now? I thought I'd seen like the guys have an organ failure and crap like that being hospitalized. That? Yeah. It's not good for you. Hmm. Stress isn't so, good for you. All right. <laughs> Every, everyone is mentioning right now, by the way, the Donald Trump mugshot has just been released. If you want to put it on the oh, screen, breaking news let me get, here. Let me get yeah, it. Breaking the, the, fu breaking the funny thing is, so yeah, I, I, I saw... posted. I didn't want to interrupt though, because the conversation we were having a little bit more important than uh, right, <laughs> right. Mugshot. I mean, listen, Much I'm here for the shit posting too. That, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm here for however long y'all want to be here. If that's shit posting or talking about real issues, I can do either. All right, I'll uh, we do. I'll both. bring it up. Well, here what's funny yes. is I can it's... send it to you right now. Here you go. I got it. It, it, it doesn't look all that much different than the fake one, which is funny. <laughs> it's so it's lesser quality. It's AIs not taken with a professional camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, he looks uh, mad. Mr. Grizz, so is this confirmed? It's yeah, confirmed. This is, yes. Yes. This is the CNN. real one. Wow. I saw this one going around uh, shortly after. There was after a fake I, like, one. This yeah, there was, was a fake uh, one. Um, that great. looks a lot like it. Yeah. Yeah, this is that like was so similar. Wow. <laughs> but you could tell really no no them. no mugshot camera is that high worse. quality. Yeah, it's no, the not quality. Not. No police station I was questioning it. When I first saw this, I was questioning it, but all these people that I like that are like prominent and respectful were sharing I'm like I guess it's real and then it turns out no. <laughs> they no, just got never, it from someone else. Never believe just because you see other people posting. But you we're talking like, you know, yeah. respectable like million follower accounts. <laughs> Like, what the yeah, doesn't mean nothing. Doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, it's apparently not. Now. Anyone can buy a check mark. Yeah, this is great but, though. Um, this is better I'm not than sure I what to think of this. I mean, it's a mugshot. I, I think he. I think. I think huge missed opportunity here for him not to smile. Right. He really should have smiled. I, I, yeah. You know, this is. This is like. We've seen this Trump demeanor before. True. We've seen this Trump type of expression. This Trump picture before. This is not going to sell like hotcakes on T-shirts. Like, don't get me wrong, it'll sell. But it's not going to mm -hmm. be anything special. If he had smiled, though, oh my God, that would have been like uh, an iconic sort of mugshot photo. Yeah. That he could have, he could have <laughs> raised so much money off of that It'd photo. Been the next I don't know why Jimmy he did. Guevara picture. But <laughs> my issue is, I feel like we on this end of the spectrum missed, just got robbed of an opportunity of him having the height marker and identification why? card what, yeah. why did they cut him slack yeah. on that mm -hmm. I, well he also self-reported his own weight they didn't weigh him they he self-reported it he said he weighs 215 pounds so which is insane there's no way in hell 
That's he like that, that's literally from his last he weighs arraignment. way more than two fifteen. That's literally 100%. like the stats for like uh like Kurt Angle or some other really like fit <laughs> yeah. pro wrestler. Like literally, that's like the uh, like the perfect pro wrestling height and weight. There's no way he's six three, two hundred fifteen pounds. No, <laughs> any picture of him, the guy looks like New York pizza dough. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> It was it, I remember the beginning of his presidency and the whole point was they're like, hey, this job takes a lot out of you. You should work out and not sit and watch television and drink diet 12 diet Pepsis a day. Yeah. <laughs> so at, uh, his, at his arraignment in April, former President Donald Trump told police he weighed 240 pounds and stands at six feet, two inches, meaning that he gained an inch and lost, what, like 30 pounds between the two arraignments. 25 pounds, sorry. Yeah. So with that mugshot, one thing that jumped yeah. out at me, do you think he got makeup touched up before they took it? I mean, I'm sure they let it, him. If he I'm not to. seeing a lot of blemishes with his normal, you know, Umber highlight there. Do you it think he, very got consistent it, he got his spray on touched up right before they took it? Right. We've seen what he looks <laughs> like without that spray on. Like when he's yeah. at like Mar-a-Lago yeah. when he's not prepared and he's just like in the dining hall and someone just goes over and takes a picture with him. He yeah. looks he looks old. It's he nasty. looks like a grandpa. Yeah. I mean, he looks yeah. like his age. Well, well, right? I remember <laughs> yeah. I think it was yeah. Ash Coffin that said, you know he's faking because she's like, I'm Scottish and I know that we have corpse skin. So he's got to be spraying something on to hide his corpse skin. And like, yeah, you see him when that shit starts coming off. And and uh, yeah, no, I think he got he let he, they let him touch it up. You can see around his eye sockets. That mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. less yeah. there. And... If you compare that picture to the interview that, that he did with Tucker Carlson last night, he it looks more clean, like it looks like a fresher uh, spray. So, yeah, I think yeah, and his color starched like he didn't mm -hmm. take the suit off while being booked or even loosened the tie like i can imagine the conversation there in the booking room his handlers probably saying no give him 10 minutes to please you know just his tie and his collar and uh reapply f some spray real quick around the edges and give it a quick comb on the hair no it, it's interesting this looks better than a lot of public pictures of him which is interesting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh by the way i did share a link to the screenshots of the co-conspirators uh there's Sidney powell i believe rudy giuliani included in this and that is also really wild to me i love jenna ellis smile predators. there yeah yeah, yeah. look at her smile <laughs> <laughs> See, some of them went all in, and I think she has the smile of someone that knows she's going to spill every fucking thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And this guy right here is terrible. Yeah, yeah. he looks really disheveled and fucked up. Rudy Giuliani too. Some someone someone said he. Uh, I think it was uh, the guy from Eve Six, the Eve Six account, said that guy looked like QAnon O'Brien. Your watchers to see how many people know what that is. Uh, <laughs> I think that John Eastman also like he looks a little bit like he's out of his mind. I think that Giuliani looks extremely pissed off. Uh Ken Cheesebro, 
Uh, you could tell he's he's kind of seething as well. I just love how blown out the lady in the middle is. I don't know her name up yeah, the top of my head. Yeah, what's there? up with that? Did they shine the light on her face? It's she's like really pale naturally, and she has uh, white. She has like that platinum blonde hair, and so they uh, kept okay. the same lighting for her as everyone else, and it blew out the exposure. Um, <laughs> Actually, just like really you can see the uh, flash highlights on Giuliani's fucking head. Yeah, um, like four uh, of these are, yeah, are definitely yeah. overexposed. Just yeah, maybe they switched operators job. on the camera. It's, yeah. it's amateur work, honestly. But Definitely. Giuliani looks exactly as I expected because tying his thing to Trump destroyed his career. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a man defeat. He's he's not going to be able to get stay barred anymore. He's not getting elected to any offices. He's no lost one's over 40 cases. Him. 40 cases related to the 2020 election so far. Like in terms of lawyer like scores, I don't know if it works like, you know, like fighters or anything like that, but that's abysmal. You yeah, know, like no, nearly he cases. is wrecked and he knows that his career is shot and now he's potentially facing federal prison time. Because he 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 uh, he he rode that orange comet straight into oblivion. It's it's hilarious to me. I seeing. I I will take a moment to enjoy some some love. What the fuck? <laughs> enjoy some lovely Schadenfreude uh, for this robes gallery that you have here. It's from uh, Happy Toast here. Happy Toast. <laughs> I've got to say, I have to admit that I do think that Jenna Ellis's it's a good it's a good photograph. And as far as mugshots are concerned, one thing that stands mm-hmm. out to me is that Rudy Giuliani, he doesn't have the paint on his hair. Remember the black goo that was like dripping down? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Going, his hair color. I think he stopped doing yeah. that. <laughs> he's going all natural, <laughs> baby. Smart. Right. Very smart, because that was, that was not, not a good look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> wow. Yeah, stop using that. Wow. Uh, that fucking uh, Grecian formula for men, shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. Sydney Powell looks funny. really fucked up. Like the bags under her eyes. Like she she hasn't slept mm. in days. Man, so, this guy in bottom man. right corner. Did he get socked? Like, does he have a shiner or like a scar on his forehead? Maybe. But mm, over his there? left eye, the over his right eye, there is there's like a red line. I don't know if that's the the flash, I'm not, I'm not. and he's they just overexposed him. I think it's just the flash. Oh, I'm like, did they already get mugged in prison? That didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> there were some comments from uh, Trump here. I guess we could hear what this loser had to say. It's super low again. Okay. By the way, the audio. Anyone listening? Because people were freaking out last night during the debate because we couldn't like the audio on the debate was a little too low. StreamYard is terrible with when it comes to audio options, um, but if we let me know if you guys can hear this, because I can hear this because it's my computer, but it may be an issue for you. you. Challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you can have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right to 
challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much. Okay, same bullshit. Yeah, so I want to show you a clip. So I don't know if you watched the entirety of his uh, Tucker Carlson interview. Unfortunately, I did for some reason. And uh, I have... Uh, well, I listened to it while I was doing stuff when I was at the okay. gym and like cleaning a little bit, but there's a portion of it. I don't have the timestamps, but I put it in the video that I covered. So he is going to directly contradict himself here. Let me see. I'm finding the timestamp here and I'm sharing the link with you. Um, but it's, it's so, it's so shameless. Uh, this is my video that I just put up here, by the way. Uh, right. nobody click away from this, but definitely watch it later. But uh, should save the timestamp because he's going to make that same point and then follow it up by face planting. So uh, sorry, at, uh, where where is it? So it's at the fifteen minute mark, uh, like fifteen thirty, I want to say. Although you could watch the beginning too, that uh, Santa's clip after. I saw this video uh, today. It's a great video. Uh, yeah, about right there contradict himself as he tries to make this point. The attorney general or the uh, district attorney, Fannie, Fannie Willis, in Atlanta, she's getting killed. Basically, she's saying Trump doesn't have the right to, uh, to criticize an election. But you've been around long enough now. You've seen many elections criticized. I mean, Hillary Clinton goes crazy. Every time she talks, she says, he's not the president, Jimmy Carter said, he's not the president. Well, I am the president. Hillary Clinton called me, by the way, at 3.02 in the morning to congratulate me the night of the election. And that right there is the fucking difference, Donald. Yeah, like, what the yeah. hell? Like, <laughs> what is I he? Mean, <laughs> He's making the case against himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe that he said that. And he just kept talking after that. Didn't even realize that he just completely contradicted himself. It's just... Yeah, Can you kind of just give the game away a little bit? right yeah but he just that's, keeps that's going the whole thing just just keep talking and it's fine uh you know of course did you Tucker watch the whole thing Mike? i watched the whole thing from start to finish yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you, like I, at, at, at one point he's talking about bill barr and basically uh he's like yeah bill barr's a liar uh tucker carlson says bill barr's a liar because he didn't think that jeffrey epstein killed himself and then yeah uh, trump's like yeah bill barr's a liar then right after that he's like trump what do you think he's like he didn't kill himself or yeah he didn't kill himself and then I sorry, he, no. Trump says he killed himself. He like he directly contradicts what he's saying that Bill Barr lied about. Like seconds right afterwards. Sorry, I, I have that the, clip next actually because yeah. that's the oh, okay, that's that's one here. Sorry. Oh god, I'm just I'm just a spoiler candidate. No, you and I we're, we're Do you think the Epstein same killed himself sincerely? <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say that you know he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been public. And they hid it. And, like, why are they doing that? And clearly Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either, okay? He said he did, and he (laughs) pretended he did, but he didn't. uh, But he didn't do the job there. Uh, I don't know what he did with Epstein, but possibly he didn't. Do you think it's possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure. It's possible. I I mean, I don't really believe. I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything. And he, uh, all of a sudden, he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did. But there are those people. There are many people. I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he... (laughs) Uh, he was killed. He right. knew a lot on a lot of people. He was killed. 
You I think, think so? I think the more the closer you look, I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear. Uh, but yeah, the, the closer you look into it, well, I mean, the Attorney General of the United States, your Attorney General, yeah. clearly lied about the Epstein death. Yeah, and he was. Why? He was uh, certainly it wasn't well done. They had no cameras. They had no anything. Everybody was sleeping, and you know, there the a case could be made. Look. <laughs> I'm not going to get involved in it, but I can tell you, a case could be made either way. Very interesting how Trump tried to... Ch- that well, well, I, is, I mean, is, weird, weird line to say, <laughs> yeah. though, there, when he said, uh, when he said uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was a guy with a beautiful home, a beautiful everything. Everything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy everything. convicted uh, sex trafficking uh, pedophile, right? Yeah. What, yeah. What, do you, what do you, what beautiful what? What are you talking about, buddy? What are you, yeah. what are you getting at there, weirdo? You can tell <laughs> I mean, how uncomfortable Trump was and what just... Wait, he knew this that, guy! He ran in his circles! They're on video, hanging out, dancing at a, at a club. I mean, he knew this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst part is I saw a meme online saying that, uh, think about this, uh, Trump is indicted before any of uh, any of the men on Epstein's list. And then uh, Ana- uh, Anonymous, the uh, the hacker group, they responded with the photograph of Trump's name on the client list. And that got like no attention. But the meme got like 5000 likes. I mean, these people have just chosen to right. live in this deluded reality that Trump created. And, and there's just nothing that he says or does. There's no level of hypocrisy. He could just say whatever and they're just fine with it. It's it's honestly really depressing to think about because we're in such bad shape because if these folks don't live in reality, then we can't bring them back to reality with the truth because the truth is what they make it. They, they base everything on vibes and narratives. So it's really frustrating to think about because how do you win these people over? You can't. Well, I think that actually plays into, you know, what our opening topic was because they know that they're they're spiraling out of reality following this guy like this. And that's because he, for a few different groups, sells the dream, right? Like he's not reality. He's the fantasy made alive. He's an openly misogynistic womanizing and frankly, um, sexually assaulting rich dude who does and says whatever he wants and is as racist and ableist and sexist on national television as he wants to be and barely denies shit or denies that he's shit and people still pay him and he still gets elected to the highest elected office in the country. So for the people who are all the way committed to that patriarchal mindset he's he's their golden boy they know he's shit at politics they've listened to us tell them till we're blue in the face that he's not even a good businessman he was just a fail son but that doesn't matter because what he is doing right now is what they want to do up here and the people that you're trying to win over are convinced i I don't know if necessarily those are the ones that we're either a able to or B should be focusing on those people Mm -hmm. that I described, the people that are MAGA till the day they die. They're a generation of boomers with lead poisoning. Like, you know, there's diminishing returns. So (laughs) their kids and their kids, kids, and soon their kids, 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 are the ones who still have to live on this fucking planet. And those are the ones that we might have a chance of getting a hold of because I, I would even say not necessarily their kids because their kids were Gen X. And, and my uh, one of my siblings is Gen X and that 
they suck (laughs) because they were able to reap the rewards of the system before it fucking collapsed. And so they still got that neolib strain in them. You know, I'll talk to my sibling from time to time and it'll still slip out. Oh, well, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to convert this other house into a rental property and uh, become a landlord. And I'm like, man, I I really (laughs) wish there was a Vanguard right now. <laughs> um, not, I'm like, don't be a landlord. They're like, I'm gonna be a good landlord. I'm like, yeah, but they don't exist. But you know, it's still good talking to you, sis. <laughs> they like it, it's uh, at this time. You now live in an age where it's like, who's got two hundred thousand dollars sitting around to be able to afford not a house, but like a condo in in your city? Like, I'm sure everyone here's respective cities are outrageous, but in Vancouver, it's like one point two million dollars for a condo. Is this are, about are the, you the, in the Vancouver? Price, you know? Yeah. Holy Christ. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, no, that's like one of the most expensive. That's like the Los Angeles of Canada. Yeah. It's like one of the most, yeah, expensive, the most expensive places in Canada. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, and that's one nice. of those things where, like, I know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, meritocracy, work hard, play by the rules. And that's all well and good. But, like, even if you worked your ass off every single day, I don't know a world in which you would be able to just be saving $200,000 as a rainy day fund for the down payment you need to get the loan. Like that, that makes it such an unachievable obstacle for the vast majority of like even the working class. That's why so many of these places are, they're just, they're empty because they're bought by people Mm -hmm. who have a shit ton of money and they just sit there and there are all these empty condos all over like major cities like Vancouver, Toronto, that while there are homeless people, you know, sitting outside of them, it it is a completely uh, just insane system that that's who, because who else, like who else are buying these, like who... Who in their twenties can buy like a million dollar condo in the middle of these cities? Which, yeah. which is why a lot of younger people as well are also starting to like you know move out of these cities and and mm-hmm. are, aren't around these uh, these places that used to be so you know had like it's, real it's been culture cyclical. Had, yeah, mm-hmm. you know they've you know you go back to the birth of the suburbs and the Levitt towns and restrictive covenants and all that, and it was white flight. Everybody get out of the cities. The only people left were low income, but then. Millennials started moving back into the city when we started coming into our own because we actually, hey, don't like fucking driving everywhere. And the city is cool again. And we watched that rent start spiking because what you have is you have uh, young professional white people with higher income flocking to places that have been neglected and left to blight for one and a half decades Oh, these property values in your... I live in one such neighborhood. Oh, your property values down here are so low. Uh, some fucking rehabber company bought that uh, rundown house next to you for $20,000 and uh, turned around and flipped it for 280000 Yeah, yeah, I, I work for Boeing. I just moved in next door. Our dogs should play sometime. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And so now people who aren't of the money class are looking at that shit and they're like, wait, that's how much it costs to live in the city. You know, cause it used to be like, well, you know, the city's where the jobs are cities where the education is, but now we're rethinking that shit, you know? And yeah, like uh, David said that you will see this in the places with the most stark contrast. I lived in Los Angeles. You'll walk downtown, see all of these high rises with just multitudes of money changing hands left and right. Some of them intensely beautiful buildings. And I I worked down the street from Skid Row. 
largest slum encampment in the world. In the world. Right in downtown Los Angeles. Um, just streets and blocks and blocks of people with nowhere to live but tents. Uh, just as we, you can look up from Skid Row, because it's actually in the old-fashioned district, and see million-dollar condos. They can look up from their tent and see million-dollar condos. Way Same thing with Vancouver. Level, Identical. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, 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 that's the kind of system that we're putting young men into. So that's the kind of system that breeds atomization and alienation. You start talking about Trump, I need a drink. You, I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's depressing too because when people see that, like when they see abject poverty and they see unhoused people on the streets, like it turns a lot of normies into reactionaries because they don't they don't know from a policy standpoint how to process that. So they just think, I don't want to see that out of sight, out of mind, and that's what I think leads to these types of tough on crime, like support for criminalization of homelessness rather than like addressing the root causes, you know? And it's frustrating because this is one of those really complicated issues where politically the left, like it's hard to sell that. Like how, how do you sell, you know, um, the like a housing first policy in a system where we're so brainwashed from capitalism that people can't even conceive of the decommodification of housing, let alone other industries that need to be decommodified, like healthcare and whatnot. So it's just it's it's an uphill battle, and it's getting worse as we're rolling the ball up the hill. So it just it, it makes me feel really hopeless because like it's just getting worse, and people are getting seemingly more reactionary over time and becoming less compassionate and, and, and empathetic. So um, that's why I think that like folks like you, Car, are especially necessary because I feel like people just aren't empathetic anymore, especially yeah. in politics. Absolutely. And what I try to, uh, sadly, I've come up around a lot of those people because full disclosure, you know, I, I lived in the inner city. My parents moved to the suburbs for a portion of my childhood. I live back in the city now. And so I've seen both sides of it, right? You know, I went to a high school where, you know, the first video I made on my channel was about it was in 2020 and it was about a series of riots that took place 19 years ago in my city, also related to police brutality. And I just, I remembered, you know, the other day thinking about that first video and I'm like, man, I remember I was in high school in the suburbs. And while that was going on, I had a teacher, a shop teacher saying, well, you know, if people just did what the cops said, none of this would happen. I'm like, huh? Yeah, that's good to hear in junior high. So yeah, I've seen it. And what I have found is that I acknowledge there's going to be a cultural wall that people have put up. They have been raised on the meritocracy myth. So I try to push past that a little bit and look at what it is that's making them have that gut response to move away from good reforms and tell them and explain to them that what I want to do, the world I want to see would actually improve those things. You know, I have a friend that I had to argue with for hours about uh, safe injection sites. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I don't want to pay tax dollars to encourage people to use. And I'm like, you understand places that implement safe injection sites, see a reduction of illicit substance abuse. Like, because those sites isn't just a closet for them to stand in. It's a building 
with resources and people who are in the throes of substance addiction. Yes. And nurses. So they don't fucking die. And people who are in the throes of substance addiction may not use those resources the first, second, or the third time, but it clicks at a certain point that, hey, I have a way out. There's that hand there that will lift me out if I'm willing to take it. So then one day they go sit, talk to the counselor. Then one day they go sit, talk to the nurse about a detox plan. Then one day they go get connected to a, a city service for housing. Right. So now if I'm trying to sell someone on housing first, I, I sit and I listen to a lot of their neolib complaints. Ah, oh, so much crime in that part of town or oh, there's, there's crackheads on the streets and prostitutes. Or, da, 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 da. The buildings are so run down. You know, there's there's kids hanging around on the sidewalks with nothing to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of these things come with poverty and being housing insecure. You know what solves a lot of that really fast? Giving people housing, housing first. Yeah. yeah, housing for uh, solutions. We, we shouldn't pay for that. It costs, you, you know, unhoused and rough sleepers tax the system more. Because let me tell you something from experience. If you're sleeping on the street, you're going to get sick. You're going to get the kind of sick you've never been in your life. You, you're going to catch super bugs. You know, you're going to get a cough that doesn't go away for two fucking years. And you're going to rack up ER bills, but you're a rough sleeper. You're unhoused. That's ultimately going to get deferred to the county or to the state, and they're going to pay that bill. And so, therefore, your tax dollars are going to pay that. And we have found that if you just give people shelter and clothes and feed them, a lot of that shit comes down. Or, you know, unhoused population, they're faced with desperation. Sometimes they have to steal to eat. Sometimes they have to steal to medicate their condition. What if we take away that need to do that? Pardon me. What if we take away that need to do that? Now you're not paying to put people in a drunk tank, to put them in a jail cell, to pay extra cops to patrol this or that neighborhood, right? These things do pay dividends. And I try to focus it on those things that are bothering that person so that they can see that in reality, the solutions they think work have been a lie. More, more cops will solve the problem or letting people just die in the streets of exposure because I live in a city that can drop below zero in the winter and go above 90 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer. You know, letting people die of heat stroke and exposure is more taxing on the system. And yeah, you feel, you feel a little sick because, you know, we're people who are progressive leaning. So you feel a little gross having to quantify it financially and give a financial reason why we should help people. But some people, that's the convincing they need. Trust me, I, I know the feeling. It, it feels gross to do that, mm -hmm. but it helps. I have found it, it definitely helps because th those are one of those rare golden opportunities where people are like, you know, I haven't thought of it like that. That it doesn't happen very often. in the data. <laughs> It plays out in the data. There's like there's yeah. there's a town in Canada in Alberta called Red Deer where they actually decided, hey, how about we actually house the homeless as an alternative to the amount of taxation that costs us in policing and healthcare and all that stuff? And it turned out to be a net savings, I think, of nearly twenty thousand dollars a person in the costs mm -hmm. that were basically trickling down for the rest of society just to do housing first. Or or look at a, like a lot of Scandinavian countries that usually prioritize a lot of that uh, as you know through mass taxation. It does pay dividends. Uh, the data is there. The money yeah. is there. The books are there. And we, 
we see we've even seen a few examples on the west uh, in the west coast of the united states because i think there were select communities in california and seattle uh, I think it was in Los Angeles and Seattle, uh, which is in Washington state that tr did trial UBI. Do you know what the recipients did? They got jobs. They took the money, bettered their lives. And then within the next year, they went back to work. Some of them enrolled in college, you know, mm -hmm. some of them contributed to society. The, the constant pushback against it. You're just going to pay people to sit home. People don't do that naturally. As a whole, having been there in that position, not receiving UBI, but having been in the position where I've had time to just sit around and do nothing because my job was shit and when the lockdown started, my unemployment was higher than my salary, you'll run out of nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And you start thinking about what you actually want from this life. You know, maybe you always wanted to be a cook. Maybe you wanted to be a writer and you want some education in that, you know, maybe you wanted to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> so <laughs> the, um, the data is there, like Lance said, and if you can get them, the hardest part is pushing them past that mental block. Yeah. That the culture of meritocracy has put up here. If you can just get them to drop that for a second, tell them to just humor you for a moment then you might, might be able to get them to see some of the other side of that. In my experience. That shit is such yeah. bullshit, too. Like, who, like, I, I hate the right wing, like, you see a homeless person, and you're like, that's the life they chose. They chose to be an right. addict. They chose to live on the streets. I was like, have you never actually encountered an actual addict in your life? Like, I, every single family member I have ever known who's fallen to addiction, they don't want that. They don't want to be stealing from their fucking parents or their brother or their sister. They don't want to be living on the street. They don't want to be hated by every fucking person that once loved them in their lives. No one chooses that. Right. Like it's it's like at that point, it's taken over the, the, the addiction. Rewrite your brain. Chemistry. Every part of you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that's the only priority you have in life. Like some people wake up. What do I got to accomplish? What do I got to do? I got to work at my job. And then for the addict, it's I got to get that next hit. That's it. Yeah, it's it. mm -hmm. yeah. brutal. I have family members who I used to go to Narcotics Anonymous with. And I think that I. In the world of like restaurants, everybody says, oh, everybody should work a server job to understand what it's like to be a tipped employee. Eh. Everyone should at some point talk to someone who's recovered from an addiction to an illicit substance because you come to realize that it, it literally rewrites the code in your mind. It restructures the chemistry of your body to position that substance as a constant, as a necessity, physically, like you come down from heroin, you become physically ill. Heroin withdrawals kills people, you know, alcohol too. Right. Alcohol, people who struggle with alcohol wake up and can't function because they're shaking too hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen that firsthand. They know that that bottle is their cure to shaking and allowing them to at least be somewhat of a normal human being so they have to face that down every day or wake up and be in agony the entire time it's getting out of their system same with heroin same with methamphetamines opioids like pills are atrocious for that 
you will get migraines. You will have the worst fucking nightmares of your life. You will be irritable and depressed in ways you've never even thought possible. Interestingly enough, there's a hypersensitivity period coming down from heroin. So it's like if you if, if you own male genitalia, it becomes hypersensitive in a very painful way. That's just a weird side effect that I've heard about from a number of people. Uh, yeah, these are horrible, horrible things. And that's why, you know, things like methadone clinics exist, suboxone clinics exist, because, and even those safe use sites have nurses and counselors and nutritionists, because they're like, whoa, we have some analogs and alternatives. We need to make sure you live through this, because that shit can kill you. People die on the streets from uh, running out of their supply or coming down from heroin. It's nasty stuff. And I think a lot of the people who look down on people with addiction um, haven't really grasped what that means. You know, they don't see that this is something that's physically altered your body permanently. Because that's the other thing, former addict will tell you. That urge is always there for the rest of your life forever you just build enough coping mechanisms and chemically distance yourself enough from it that you can manage yourself around it but it's always there every setback you ever get a breakup a death in the family or a close friend uh, a financial setback that urge is there to just take that pain away and it, it's it's not pretty it's not pretty and that is a huge issue I can't speak for Canada, although I, I know that I know there's a lot of meth in Canada, and I don't know what else they struggle with up there. But then in North America, oh, we're the we're the center opioid. of the opioid crisis up here in downtown oh, east has side. it moved Vancouver. north? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The downtown east side is one of the worst concentrations for extreme poverty. It's like Skid Row, uh, and it's had the exact same problems, the same things. You'll and I think you know David could probably attest to Toronto as well. There's ten cities popping up there all the time, and then the only solution usually is let's tear it all down. As Send the cops to throw their somehow. shit away. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Raid 100%. them with guns. Yeah. That's it. And, That's the and solution. not give them safe... a place to live. No. No. And we have the safe injection sites, just not, you know, enough of them. And now we're getting to a point where you're having the conservative party uh, and leadership here, Paulia, discuss how these are actually, the, these clinics are the reason why people are addicted. So, like, for a long time here, there has been, you know, an, wow. an understanding that these clinics are helping people. But now, you know this the culture i don't want to blame americans but a lot of what is discussed in american culture us. does run the top so <laughs> a, a lot of those same arguments are being used now by our conservatives against these clinics that have been helping people for years and you're seeing this you know this revitalized push against them that we haven't seen before yeah uh, Matt was talking to somebody last night after our debate stream, who's also yes. from Portland. And I got to listen to a little bit after I had left while I was at the gym. And what he said was he was basically denouncing Portland because uh, in the last election cycle in Oregon, we voted to decriminalize all drugs. And that's been the subject of a lot of de uh, demonization because people don't really understand what that means in actuality. Like it's kind of a half step, right? Because we've just decriminalized drugs. We haven't ensured that people get the healthcare that they need. Uh, like, but all that means is that we're not treating it like a crime, right? Which is part of the problem. Like we see unhoused people, we treat them as criminals. We see drug addicts. We don't treat that as if it's a healthcare crisis when it is. And um, 
yeah, that's the problem. It's it's so easy to just go to that quick thing of, hey, we've always sent the police, so why aren't they sending the police to do this? So, like, with regard to Oregon, since we have decriminalized drugs, I've heard a lot of people just, like, in my own social circles, they're like, oh, well, yeah, so many people, they've moved here to do drugs, and it struck me because that person who called in said the same thing. Um, when it's like, you don't, first and foremost, if there are more people moving to Oregon, is like, how do you know that they're moving here to do drugs specifically? You don't know that anything can be attributed to this policy yet because it just went into effect. But the mere notion that we're not treating drug addiction as a crime when that's how we've always you know, been doing it, it's caused a lot of uh, cognitive dissonance. And I think that to like get away from that mindset, you almost need like a paradigm shift. But rather than going in that direction to re- focusing what it means to be addicted to drugs and how that's not a crime that's a healthcare crisis uh like we're we're going in the opposite direction and, and so it's 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 very frustrating it, yeah it very much yeah. is and really for the, the the people present i heard toronto and vancouver don't let americanization infect your uh your cities <laughs> I, I i watch it all the time and it, it's gonna kill y'all like we're yeah we we've lived this bullshit since inception you all were born of some different principles if you you, you try to be like america first of all i don't know if you can even survive our diets like <laughs> they're they're really really bad. Let alone our politics. I hear about that there's actual sitting uh, 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 members of parliament in the UK that want to do away with the NHS, like and go to a private model. Yeah, I heard that exists, and I'm like, y'all y'all have something great. Don't do what we're doing. I I need a medication so my brain works right, and it's two hundred and ninety dollars for a month supply. Don't. <laughs> do that that's after my insurance don't be like us no 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 don't import our bullshit it's poisonous it's bad for you and 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 I, it's it was always nice to think of canada as our as our friendly northern cousin or neighbor because i'm like you know, uh, canada they got the shit right but mm -hmm. I, I every time i talk to lance he, i i have to learn that uh, oh no no they're they're really no, we got wrong. fucking yeah. all up. yeah <laughs> Canada's yeah. not the land of uh, I don't want to see Wonka chocolate factory where everyone's no. just skipping around. I don't want to make it seem like up trees. <laughs> I mean, there is that. I'm not going to deny that there is a dancing. I guess if you you lick one of the maple trees up there, I guess it'll be oh, yeah. equivalent. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make it uh, seem it like though, yeah, it's... like the, that the yeah. U.S. is the reason why we have problems. No, 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 obviously not. Like we. It, We've had issues forever, but it's just that there are some new, especially in terms of like in terms of rhetoric and how politics are done. Like I, I'm also now seeing more anti-trans stuff. I, I saw uh, I think Saskatchewan's now saying that. Well, um, hey, when when it comes to anti-trans stuff, that's somewhere where we can actually look over at the UK and say, "What the? That's fuck's right, going it's the UK's island, island, baby." True, uh, but in, uh, in Saskatchewan there? now, yeah. um, there's uh, in schools apparently teachers now have to tell. Parents of kids who want to identify as something that you know oh, isn't the name that, that they're oh, yeah. familiar with. So yeah. that goes to, of course, the whole issue where like these kids probably aren't telling their parents because they're afraid of what the parents are going to say or, or you know, maybe mm -hmm. kick them out of, out of out of the house. So yeah, we're seeing that that kind of shit pop up now as well. So it, it's this is you know there, there are all these ongoing problems popping up. I I do wonder how much of the barrier to some of this potential success because as we discussed earlier with like housing first all the data is there that supports this stuff and is the issue really that 
people need to be convinced or is it that there isn't the political will there because of how capitalism is intertwined with with politics because you see like the 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 the, the right wing will often say well we can't do what these Democrat cities are doing, you know, places like New York and, and L.A., because look how terrible they are. Look at all, all the homelessness. So, yeah, so they treat Democrats as the left is what they all, all right wing media does that when the Democratic Party is not the left. But but because it is tainted that way, because the, the left is tainted with the Democratic Party, it makes it seem like actual left wing policies aren't going to work when the Democratic Party is not implementing actual left-wing policies. So that's always going to be a barrier there. Despite all yeah. the data supporting actual left policy, we're not seeing much of any of it because I don't think the the political will is there. I do think a lot of people, I mean, when you pull them on on some of these issues, they do support them when given the right information. It's just right that... too sometimes. Yeah, that's it's the just that part. If, if you, it's how you frame yeah. it, right? Like how you explain to someone. If if you're like, "Hey, are you like you know for the Green New Deal?" They'd be like, "No, that's communism." But I was like, "Oh, are you for a jobs program?" <laughs> yes, absolutely, I am. That sounds great. What's yeah. the jobs program? You know. So and... I do think the bigger issue there is just the lack of political will, and not necessarily that people need to be convinced of something. It's a lack of political will, and it's also mechanisms of the system, and that's when you push up against like you really gotta understand how fucked our democracy already is down here. Mm-hmm. Taking into account, first of all, the enclaves of entirely gerrymandered districts. You know, you all follow our politics because we spread our bullshit around the world out of a fucking oh, cannon. Yeah. So everybody knows what happens here. We talk about our shit way too loud. We're and number one. Yeah, we're number one. <laughs> so perfect. You know who Mitch McConnell is. In what world does that man keep winning elections? In a world where he lives in a perfectly gerrymandered district solely in, and first of all, it's a Kentucky, which is 20 minutes south of me. He lives in a perfectly gerrymandered district that is almost entirely consisting of older, wealthier white people who tend to skew very religious and very conservative. And so He's a shoe in. He, they're all convinced that anybody even slightly progressive are pinko commie scum. And so he keeps getting voted in. But there's no world where you could convince anyone that he's a good politician. He was Senate majority leader and didn't even do his fucking job, but keeps getting voted in. So you, you take that issue out, the gerrymandering, which will take some time to fix. You look at the other problems of the system is, is that... We allow corporations to have lobbyists. John Boehner, who used to be the majority leader during the Bush era and during Obama era, was, is a congressman that lives in my state, in my region. I could drive to his house in 10 minutes. Like, I grew up adjacent to his neighborhood. You know, they were the, the good side of the tracks up on the hill. And... He admitted when he got out of politics, he started in that game as a guy who would go to the GOP convention with a briefcase full of cash and envelopes with checks in them. He admitted this. He was a lobbyist. We allow that shit to happen. And so what's going to happen is, like you said, the Democrats aren't actually pushing progressive or leftist policies. They're barely pushing progressive policies. 
And they are being a major political party beholden to donors more so than anything else. And they are not going to do anything that alienates those donors. Those donors might be putting their weight behind a progressive candidate, but they're still corporations at the end of the day. And actual leftist policies uh, carried out by some leftist mafia are going to be pretty anti-corporate, you know? So we have that to deal with. We have lobbyists. We have Democrat donors. And, you know, you... Think about any of these issues, you know, universal uh, health care, universal basic income, housing first policies at a federal level, all of these things. I've we talk about the U.S. being a democracy, but I've never seen a ballot vote on that at the federal, state, county, city or local level. Nobody's just straight up put on a ballot for me. Do you want universal basic income? No, that hasn't happened. Do you want universal housing for all people? That hasn't been. Do you want universal health care? No. We have a series of mechanisms that have been put in place and the system has been gamed to make it extremely difficult, a hard fought uphill battle to get any of those things to a position where it could actually pass and be utilized. That's why, you know, as lovely anarchists, I'm at the point now where if people really ask me what to do, like, well, should I be, should I be canvassing? Should I get petitions? And I'm like, have you considered getting your friends together and starting a collective? Just like, even if you're just two people, just start cooking meals and giving them to people uh, or, or secure some squatters in a house because like, you're going to need to work outside the system at this point. That's why we talk about dual power structures. Like, the the whole point is to build some of these systems outside of what the government can give us for anarchists. You all might not be anarchists, but th that is what sort of drove my motivation behind a lot of these things is because I have, I don't know the relative ages of everyone here, but I know that I skew older than most that do this thing, uh, this YouTube thing. And I'm just like, I have seen this system fail and fail and fail since the eighties. And looking at the current trends even as you know the great orange duke is getting mugshotted you probably have people in the tens of millions ready for him to be on the ballot to vote for him again mm -hmm. uh, and so that's a failed system right there it can be disheartening because you don't know what to do um that's why when people say what do i do i tell them i said start local it's all you can do. Look around the community. Like, if you want to collectivize and organize, go next door and talk to your neighbor. That's the first person you got. Talk to your best friend. If you're a skateboarder, talk to your skateboarding buddies. Or, you know, if you play video games, talk to your local gamer buddies. If you have a group you hang out with at the coffee shop, a walking group, a dog walking group, a gardening group, those are the first people. Come up with something you can do to better and strengthen the community that you have and build out from there because that is where you will see the dividends that is where you'll see the benefits i tell people local you see the most improvement reflected immediately it's easy to think about big national policies and tell people to think about these big national policies and try to sell people on them but sometimes it also helps to just tell them hey are there hungry people in your neighborhood i mean like within a few blocks of where you live Figure out a way to feed them. Are there people who are rough sleeping in your neighborhood? Someone, somewhere, 
has a room that you can throw a bed in and they can have a shelter from the rain, right? Like work it out, network it, uh, get to meet this person who maybe is struggling with shelter and connect them with someone who has the space. It's, it starts small, but that's how communes, that's how collectives, that's how movements are built. You know, that's how, that's how fascistic movements are built too. That both sides do that shit. At one point, the Proud Boys was five dudes. So we can also organize at the ground level. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Anarchist Chat. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that I was kind of curious, especially because Car is here, um, and you kind of are in that space of like trying to reach, you know, young people who are disaffected is somebody who for a while kind of served that role on the right was Jordan Peterson. And he just released a video uh, in what appears to be, I think Lance called it a Batman villain suit or was that Matt? Um, Batman villain vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Batman villain vomit where he is responding to the fact that um, I don't know what it was in Canada that happened to him. Uh, Jesus. Fuck maybe, Christ. maybe the Canadians <laughs> can help me with this, but he just, I, looks... can, I can fill it in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, okay, so this is a really funny story. As you all probably know, Jordan Peterson uh, is in a bit of a legal problem, but it's not even a real problem. He's made it out to be a free speech issue. All that's happened is that like any other medical board, there's a licensing board. So to be a clinical psychologist and to say that you're a practicing clinical psychologist, you have to be licensed through a board. And the board was submitted a number of complaints by a bunch of people saying that he has done some things that are not befitting the statute of what uh, a licensed you know, clinical psychologist should be, including mocking a person on line and telling them to unalive themselves and oh. just the like unbelievable amount of transphobia just like nuclear mm -hmm. levels of transphobia right being obsessed with elliot page's abs like oh god they're glistening in the moonlight what can i do um and so like eventually the board got together and they're like we're going to take away your license and he doesn't even he doesn't have clients by the way he's not like a practicing uh psychologist but gonna we're say, gonna take away your license practice even no no he's got does he's he got teach no still no, he, he's he's just a. Why would he? He's he makes a personality so much money from being right? a bigot. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He's yeah. just a celebrity. He's a media. He has, figure. A, he has a Daily Wire contract now, so he's good. Yeah, exactly. They pay good. And so they're <laughs> and so they're like, we're going to take away uh, your license unless you take a course. That's it. The stakes are so low, and he's managed to turn the whole thing to like, oh, this is about freedom of speech, the ty tyranny of Justin Trudeau, and, and the communism. Isn't he of supposed Canada? to be an I'm academic? Like, well, his whole thing is that he's claimed to couch his bullshit in academia. Listen, I've had even people on my side say, well, you know, at one point when he was teaching, he at least had some chops as a clinical psychologist in teaching it. Uh, I watched some of his course recordings, and after hearing him reference the dragon of chaos, I'm just like, did these kids pay money for this class? Because... That's well, it's Canada, maybe it's free, but I'm like, <laughs> it's I'm not, like, it's just cheaper here. That course was four digits minimum, and I'm mm. like, if they paid for that to hear a, a self proclaimed academic, are you, are you talking about the one degree? where he thought like this ancient like painting was DNA and proof that DNA was like discovered long before people knew what DNA was because of a serpent, like yes. with their tails wrapped around, and then uh, yeah, and everyone's like, that is not evidence, and he's of DNA making. <laughs> A, a, a psychological argument and utilizing metaphors like about the dragon of chaos uh, what the fuck dude <laughs> we're, we're just getting to the point where we realize that freud was 
about 70% full of shit. And, and you're teaching this now in the 21st? Jesus Christ. So, um, well, before, before I launch it, Mike, what was your actual question about JVP? No, I just wanted you to react to this as well. Like, I, I thought it'd be good to get you to react to this as well, since you kind of, like, have the best way of dismantling these types of uh, people's bullshit. Okay, well, I, so... I, uh, I will say, I'm I, not playing 38 I, minutes, so are we going to play a clip? Yes, or? and can I, can I add one, <laughs> last, one last thing? Uh, this, small he clip. made this, this, he made this after they ruled that he, in fact, was not in violation of the Constitution or his freedom of expression. So that this is basically he's just lost the court case, and he made this video as a response. Oh, it's just a reaction wow. to it. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. He is very Let's just, let's just see, like, I don't know, just the first couple. see what he does. Yeah, here. yeah, just a little bit of it. Despite mm. my proclivity to feel guilt which is quite substantive, and despite my temperamental unwillingness to engage in conflict, not only do I not see what I did wrong, I think what I've done on the public communication front is my responsibility as a clinician to tell the truth about what I see, so we'll make it public. Oh, God, I can't. This it looks is so, so dramatic. Awesome. Break. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, to my response to the gentleman that talks like a senior high school student's uh, final exam essay, because they spent a whole year in the encyclopedia learning the big hundred dollar words. <laughs> Proclivity. I feel like he uses that one a lot too. I feel like I've heard him say that mm -hmm. specific word numerous times. He, he's he, the only he one. always overcomplicates every sentence. Like he, you know what I mean. You know like, what it is? He's speaking in. He's using ABI, ABA guidelines for writing with spoken word. That's what he's doing, <laughs> and he is using a a three point eight paragraph structure for a, a written script uh, okay so what we have here is the idiot's idea of a smart guy and right in his yeah. case first of all his stupid fucking suit uh is <laughs> it's his logo clearly, by the way it's the maps of meaning logo as a is suit. it that's really it is. Uh, uh, yeah yeah that's what it is wow. it is clearly him having leaned so hard into the fact that he is a content creator he is not an academic <laughs> Yeah, he is not <laughs> clinical anything. He is first Sign. and foremost because no academic what, what are you saying? or <laughs> clinical psychologist releases a YouTube video dressed like the fucking Reese's Pieces color scheme. <laughs> and is, is this a signature on his fucking jacket lapel? Yeah, it looks like it is. Oh no, he signed yeah, his own totally name. Is. That says Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> so cringe. Uh, in our defense, or uh, in our favor, he's going so extreme and cartoonish that I don't know if his audience of impressionable people will be as big or as receptive mm -hmm. anymore. Because this is clown shoes shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But moreover, this is something to his diehards, his true believers as many things he's done in the past he's the one academic that's coming in hard with the anti-academia stance and it's like how do you ride the prestige of being a trained psychologist but nowadays rail against what the anything the field has to say about what you're actually doing you know he is a grifter and grifters are very good at filtering and self-selecting their audience 
right? Me and you, and I say you as the collected trust here, we're not meant to receive this message. It's going to filter us out no. pretty much immediately. See also cult recruitment. Um, <laughs> there was a, I, I don't like to reference other content creators, but I watch too much YouTube. So Knowing Better did a video on cults, and they covered Nexium and that fucking douche that was running that shit. And he made a great point saying, no, not everybody will fall for this. It is custom tailored to hook in a very specific group of people. So that is what leaves you with the choice. Hmm. I would make the argument that the group of people he's targeting with this kind of shit is small and largely inconsequential. I can say that partially because I have a friend who's fallen into it. And I, I started to get a little upset. Yeah, yeah, I started to get a little upset because we're both metalheads and spent many years geeking out over the same music, you know, driven by our neurodivergent obsession with finding all kinds of new heavy metal music. And he's now posting blog posts about how actually the catalog of the band Tool ties in closely with the teachings of Jordan Peterson. And I'm like, oh, oh no, Maynard James Keenan would hate both of you. Just letting you know. <laughs> and did they think the machine was the good guy? <laughs> like, oh, no, why are they raging? <laughs> Stop raging. Yeah. You know, folk, I, I do one better than that that a lot of people forgot about the fact that uh, Ted Cruz, Texas dude. Do you know he's a Nine Inch Nails fan? What? Yeah, he also plays that Diablo mobile game that has a lot of microtransactions. Of course, our gamers shitting on. How do you know that? Did he advertise that? I saw it on Reddit. Yeah, he tweeted about it. Diablo Eternal. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Immortals. Right? Yeah, yeah. He talked about how addicted he was to it. I'm like. That that the Just one where the uh, developers were insulting the audience, saying, "Don't you have a phone?" Yeah. He also yeah. thought a shark was on the highway in L.A. Apparently, he's a big Trent Reznor fan. This happened some years ago, and That's I wild. thought it was a huge missed opportunity because apparently he reached out to Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, asking for some special seats to the show in Dallas that he was playing, and. Trent told him off and said, fuck no. But I, <laughs> as an artist, I think Trent missed an opportunity because you're telling me you won't put that slimy fucker in front row, then start performing head like a hole and just walk up right in his face and sing the whole song directly to him. I'd rather die than give you control. You know, he still wouldn't get it. He still yeah. wouldn't get it. Even if it's oh, he's singing, him he's singing to me, he won't get How it. How nice of him to sing to Ted me. Ted Cruz <laughs> would be like, he's singing about the woke. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, no, he's not. Because the, one of the verses is, got money, I'd do anything for you. Not concerned about the sick among the pure. <laughs> yes, you're right. Some people, even when beaten in the face by the point, don't quite get it. Uh, but yeah, I would, the decision we have, you know, when we look at something the, like Jordan Peterson here, we look at the audience he's clearly targeting and we ask ourselves, do we take that energy to try and pull them from his tractor beam, from his claws? Or do we improve the world around him and his audience? And do we reach the people that would dare to question what it is he's saying? And I think 
the bigger audience is the people questioning him. Yes, he's a successful content creator, but not that successful. I mean, he's dwarfed by the likes of Ben Shapiro and uh, fucking uh, that, that, uh, that fucking tool, uh, Dave Rubin, you know, he, uh, Candace Owens. Those are people I consider far more dangerous. Anyone in Charlie Kirk's mm -hmm. orbit. Uh, Jordan Peterson isn't really even liked that much by other conservatives because he's kind of a kind of an asshole. And I, I, I always thought early on, because when I first heard about him and he first hit the scene and his 12 Rules for Life book came out, a lot of YouTubers did deep dives into him and showcased. I guess he was on a Canadian TV show talking about manly really? stuff. I think we're in hell did one about it. Cause he, uh, we're in hell went to school with his daughter and did a whole deep dive on that weird ass fucking family. And yeah, he, he went on a chat show similar to like our, you know, Oprah's and, uh, I don't even know what chat daytime chat shows are anymore. Cause they're all retired now, but he went on something like that wearing a fedora. And holding a, holding an evening jacket. Yeah, I know the words. Yeah. yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, manly yeah. shit, smoking. Yeah, on camera, yeah. and uh, I'm just like, so clearly this guy just wants to be a performer. I thought that was established 15 years ago. You know <laughs> why we maybe don't need to give him the time of day because yeah, he's a shit debater. If I'm not mistaken, the few times he's gone on like big public panels, he's had his lunch ate by like. You lost to Zizek, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. uh, I, well, was, I mean, it's I was all, there it's all for that. I watched that live in person. It was great. What? You were there? Yeah, that was in Toronto. Ooh, deep lore. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> I think I, right. I think I, that was like a few years ago. Yeah, I, I think after I watched it, I came back and did like a whole video on it. Yeah, that was no, that was good. Oh, wow. Hmm. And so, ask, by the way, it's not uh, great. <laughs> did y'all did you all see breaking news? Donald Trump has returned to Twitter. He has just tweeted his first tweet yes. since getting kicked no. off. Wait, what? Wait, really? Did Musk let him back? Yep. He yeah. did, yeah. Donald Trump is back on. Here it is. Yeah. He tweeted the mugshot? Yeah. He tweeted the mugshot. The most with Trump a, return ever. Here. Fucking no, me. Never here. surrender, but that's him <laughs> surrendering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> you want to never surrender? Go punch the cop. Go fucking punch the cop if you want to never surrender. Wow. Make them drag you in in shackles, Mr. Revolutionary. Wow. I've got to say, I'm I'm kind of happy that he's back on Twitter because it's a dumpster fire anyway, and uh, at least it suits he's entertaining. It does Thanks suit him absolutely. He belongs there. Oh yeah, yeah. I always did name Twitter and always will. Oh, yeah, uh, call it X. Apparently, yeah. Musk has wanted to name a site X for years. Apparently, yes, he's been obsessed with X. He's it's owned. So he's he owned the X.com uh, domain name oh. uh, back when um, you know in, in the late '90s, and in fact, it was the name of his company that combined with PayPal. Uh, you know, when PayPal was first, uh, you know starting yep. to take and off, they weren't going to change their name to fucking X. So. In fact. <laughs> Elon Musk was CEO of eBay. Uh, not eBay, I'm sorry, because eBay went on, and I was going to mention eBay because eBay goes on to acquire PayPal. But CEO PayPal. Elon Musk was the CEO of PayPal, and he was trying to convince them to change the name to X back then in the late 90s. And they actually went so far as to do like, uh, you know, customer surveys of it. And the reaction they would get from these test groups was horrible. The customers did not like the name X, um, and, but he was so hell bent on changing it to X that the PayPal 
board, along with Peter Thiel, who is also one of the PayPal co-founders, had to step in and remove Musk as CEO of PayPal. And that's how Musk left PayPal. Because one of the main reasons was he was so hell-bent on changing the name of the company to X after they had already built this name brand up. And then in 2016 or 27, I believe it was 2017, Musk then gets back into contact with PayPal. Now, you know, PayPal has been acquired by eBay since then. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this huge company now. And he says, you know, I would like to acquire the X.com domain name because PayPal still owned it from when Musk's company X merged with PayPal and they sold it back to him. And he's been wanting to do something with it uh, to, to, you know, and now here he is. (laughs) He is his level of pettiness as a businessman has impressed me. I'm not impressed Mm -hmm. with his so-called accomplishments, but how much of a man baby he actually is never fails to astound me. And I remember, I remember the day I I stopped reading one of my favorite web comics because of their glowing fucking dick sucking of Elon Musk and the Tesla company. And then I later learned Tesla already existed too. And he kind of just stepped in there. Right. And, so he, he had a bit more to do with, um, you know, Tesla was really early. He came in, but absolutely. He did not start Tesla. Um, he sort of uh, pigeonholed his way in as a co-founder. Uh, the actual co-founders of Tesla have had fight legal fights with him over whether he sh- could call himself that. Uh, uh, but he came in early enough to actually, um, you know, have some sort of say to make the company his. Unlike, you know, people going around acting like all these new uh, Twitter features weren't already in the works for the years before Musk came along and bought the company a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, but he didn't start Tesla either. Oh, my goodness. Dorsey must be laughing his ass off so hard right now. Oh, that Dorsey's conned- been- Cover. Dorsey's been providing cover for Musk, though. Been of course he is. Yeah. Oh, he's going to play the game, but he knows when he goes to bed at night, he sold that fucking money pit of a site to somebody for almost more money than he had liquidly available. And that, to me, that's just that's a troll move. Like, I don't, I don't know how that how he pulled that off, but because like you you learn after the fact that they bought it and then you learn you're like oh wait well twitter's a big thing he's gonna make lots of money wait twitter doesn't make any money hasn't for like a decade (laughs) and and there was there was there i think in like 2021 was like the last time they actually like turned a profit but outside of that yeah it's it's but i mean it went from what it was to just being run decidedly into the ground because of the fact that no advertisers want to touch the platform now Ah, jump Sorry, scare. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And and for that matter, I recall that some of Musk's decisions were bad for shareholders of Tesla. Like he hasn't made all good business decisions decisions for Tesla or SpaceX or Boring Company, which I swear is a tax write-off at this point. Which silver lining to Boring Company, Vegas saw through his bullshit with their contract for his hyperloop and if he can't deliver the lofty space age bullshit that he claimed he could with the hyperloop 
he's in for them for billions and they know he can't do it so they're just riding it (laughs) didn't he go on to Um, admit that the whole hyperloop thing was just a way to ensure that public transit wasn't going to be like funded that was his whole yeah he tried to stop Mm -hmm. uh public transit in uh uh california but you he know, end up going for it. That's why he started. He tripped over his dick though when he went to Vegas <laughs> because they saw his bullshit, and <laughs> their contract with him said he had to hard deliver on some of these promises, or like down to numbers, as in like passengers per hour. And if he didn't, he owed them money, and they're like, okay. <laughs> I, I just imagine, you know, the city manager be like, no, 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 wait, check this shit out. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Binder, can you, can you explain? Apparently, the FEC has a filing that Trump's not allowed to post on any social media six hours between posting on True Social, which he just directly violated right now. Because right. he's 34 minutes out from posting on Truth for his last post. So what does that do? You know what that means? Um, I think it's it's the specific post that he puts on Truth Social. I don't know how it's going to work if it's something else. Did he did he post the same thing he, on he Truth copied, Social? He, he posted yeah. the exact same exact post same on post. Truth. Thirty four minutes oh. between now and now on Twitter. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, give him a, a a pass for this specific crime. <laughs> one, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a once in a it's a it's a you know it's not the usual. Who knows though? Uh, He's been indicted like you know four times, ninety one charges. I don't like this is. is I feel like he doesn't care. Oh yeah, what's what's another small another violation? Long list. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's an example of a man you don't want to be because, you know, even though he plays at being a fucking alpha male, he's bad at it. He's bad at even Mm -hmm. being the fucking male of an alpha male. Like Mm -hmm. he's beta as fuck. And... Sound like Josh Hawley. He wrote a book on being an alpha male. When I mean, he screams beta. <laughs> Josh Hawley wrote a book. He wrote what was, on what's masculinity, that, what's in basically. That book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a photograph of him kissing his wife, and he looks like genuinely grossed out. Like it, it just, <laughs> it's just he, he's such a well, fucking freak. Women are gay. Weird. <laughs> Ew. When yeah, I, yeah. I just Ew. look at the fact that fucking Musk fumbles the bag with every yeah. woman he finds <laughs> dudes dating a pop star who herself is a little problematic i'm told i don't know anything about her and about crimes not yeah not i mean oh that was ages ago but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the point is like he fails every relationship he's in and he like twice divorced <laughs> yeah Dennis, and, Dennis Prager, i think he's three times divorced yeah like, i was gonna Muskins? say more no, no, Dennis Prager. Uh, just Dennis a lot Prager? of the, like, you know, the Christian, the Christian fundamentalists who always talk about, like, you know, family is the most important thing, and family units are important. You know, Stephen Crowder, the Prager. Prager's been divorced three times. Crowder's getting divorced now. Like, they all talk Trump about family values. Times. None of them, yeah, Trump, they, none of them value their family. Like, Cheating family. while his wife was sick. Yeah, yeah. Or pregnant, right? Or something like that? Oh, well, his first wife was terminally ill. Oh. And, Jesus. uh... No, he, he's cheated on every wife he's had with the future wife. And mm. in this case, the first wife was um, terminally ill and mm-hmm. died. Well, it was a known fact that he was cheating on her. 
So is that the know, one whose cool. grave he refuses to like cut the grass of? And, is, and like, people believe has shows signs of being peed on. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow! Classy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's just to, it's funny to me that a lot of these older guys that clearly so hard want to present like this this model masculinity are so terrible even at the masculinity that they claim to represent let alone actually being a good person or a good human male you know mm -hmm. i think and, a lot of it has to do with insecurity when you get lots of people whose entire yeah. ethos is just about like i'm an alpha i'm the masculine man i'm the number one like none of them are vulnerable none of them are open to ever admitting fault you can't you know, you always have to be, I'm always right, strong man, always correct kind of mm -hmm. shit. Uh, and you end up, like, just appearing as, like you just said, the most beta cuck of all time in all of Snowfakery. Yeah, and it was funny. It, I, I I can't watch Crowder without laughing my ass off because he tries so hard to be uber masculine. And I'm just like, didn't your fucking chest cave in, dude? Like. <laughs> he uh, he had a uh, you, you could say it was gender affirming care if part of it was like he wanted cosmetically not to have a sunken chest right like if it if that's the reason why you did it that's and, and he so, also yeah. had he also had health issues due to all the fucking cigars he fucking smokes uh, to try and be a manly dude He's, oh I got throat nodes and I'm like. <laughs> You can't even smoke cigars without having to fucking go into the ER for it. I I, I want to go on this show the gun just to ask him to hand yeah. me that gun to see if yeah. it's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm American. I have actual guns. I want to see if that shit's loaded. Probably a I don't believe it is. A little water gun. <laughs> like, and then ask him, dude, you're on a soundstage. Like, is Antifa going to kick down the door of Louder yeah, with Crowder and appearances. you're going to have to fight yeah, them off? You're going to be yeah. armed 24-7. You yeah, like, it's his projection. Like he he he's so insecure that he has to dress up as a, the person that he he wants to be because he knows he's not that person. Yeah. Well, what's he funny is you can tell voices a Bob's Burgers character in a debate. Like seriously? <laughs> no, like you can tell that he's he the whole like masculine shtick with the guns, the wish.com version of Drake from Uncharted. He doesn't like he doesn't he's not in his element there. But when you see him in drag, however, he is fucking like he's he's flaunting it. Like he oh loves God, it. He's yeah. comfortable. I don't like mm -hmm. to mention it because I don't like the meme. Ugh, he's secretly trans, but I have other tr trans anarchist friends who are like, no, no, no. Steven Crowder doesn't like drag. Steven Crowder is trans. And I'm like, oh. They're like, yep, I he's think, the worst rottenest egg imaginable. And uh, you're right, though. Mike's mm -hmm. right. Like, you watch other, you know, conservative comedians. They, they do the whole trans thing. They smear makeup all over their face and act like mm -hmm. a fucking idiot and wear clothes that don't fit. He puts effort in. Someone put effort into that <laughs> makeup. Pageantry. Yeah. I, I watched the fucking Planet Fitness video where he goes dressed a dragon. I'm like, you coordinated that outfit, man. <laughs> like, you put some effort into that. This is That's, wicky, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and, and you clearly had somebody professional do your makeup if you didn't do it yourself. And, like, dude, do you... You know you can come out. Like, if you, you renounce all the bigoted shit you've said and come out, I've seen how no, short memory is. No, 
land. I've seen how short the memory fucking is on the internet. All right, I have people telling me to stop shitting on Hunter Avalon. Okay, I've oh, seen really? the short memory on the fucking internet. If he renounced the bigoted shit and came out with his transition, I'm like, they'll accept you. Some people will. There's the, there's an edgy segment of the internet, and they'll be like, you know what? He's changed. Let's hear what he has to say. I've seen it happen so many. Times. He would have to what renounce I, I, all the shit he's like. He would. Ha- he's got to do some oh, real so much, like soul no, searching. That's, that's not restorative <laughs> justice. There's so much you got to do. I like, but I I specifically hate the like the entire premise of those sketches is that like. I'm an asshole and look at people respond to me being an asshole and like, mm-hmm. Oh, look how triggered they are. You're also triggered. I shit myself and you're all fucking well, you know, annoyed by it. in the nineties you know? and he's a, he's a less profitable and less skilled Saka Baron Cohen, like just several tiers down. That's what he would like to be. Yeah. I don't I even like Saka Baron Cohen that much, but you, he at least pulls it off. Whereas mm-hmm. Crowder is just, a failed comedian and it it, it always upset me that he goes on rogan who for his faults did spend two decades as a stand-up and knows the craft and all i was hoping is that rogan would just eviscerate his complete and utter lack of comedy chops because at least rogan knows the craft of being i love stand-up comedy it's one of my favorite hobbies at one point i've watched every special on netflix I love stand-up what? comedy. Yes, and what's I love what's, what's the best one? Um, right now, you know, uh, well, fuck. See, it's hard to say that because every time I like somebody, some shit comes out about them. <laughs> men in stand-up comedy are bad, so I'm going to suggest a woman to nice. not have to say Chris Delier or uh, um, oh god <laughs> or, 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 or Dave Chappelle or, yeah, or Louis C.K. So I don't have to mention those. Ilza Schlesinger's uh, latest one is good. Uh, she's done she's a number great. of really great ones. Yeah. Well, uh, say that again. Special. I'm sorry. Uh, Ilza Schlesinger. That okay. is not a name that Americans pronounce well, but it, her last name is Schlesinger. Okay, I've um, never heard of her. She's very good. Her best one is War Paint. That one's a few years older, but mm. everyone she releases is uh, fucking amazing. And mm, okay. uh, so I out. definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, and obviously, you know, Bill Burr's a master. So yeah. you can't. Mm. And he's, he's he, very funny. He markets being an asshole and mm. does it without being bigoted so uh he has well, yet no, to he, release he a has been in the past I'm, i like he's got like a 20 minute transphobic routine that he did in the past but like like any i think good comedian he's learned like people have pointed out to him like you were just way off base on that and then he's kind of like he's taking advice rather than being like this is cancel culture being like mm. oh well you know maybe okay fine parts of it i was wrong about yeah, and, and it's an art form I used to, I actually used to dabble in. There was a time where nice. I, I went to open mics and tried my hand at stand-up. It, was, mm. it started because a friend of mine. I hear it's so hard. It is and it isn't. Uh, you know, a friend of mine is now a paid comic in Vegas. He, he hosts events in Vegas and he goes on the road regularly. And I started out as a writing partner for him, going to all these open mics to see him try out the jokes we wrote together. And so I, I sometimes I would hop behind the mic and try some shit that I thought up in my notebook. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And it's very validating if people actually laugh at your jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of it just because uh, we had split up and lived in different parts of the country and I just wasn't hitting anymore since I didn't have that half. But um, it's very hard in that it's actually hard to hold down a stage and make people laugh with shit that you came up with. Mm -hmm. But I would argue that if you want to 
really harden your self-esteem and resolve, you should absolutely do it if you can mentally manage. It's going to fucking detonate your self-esteem because you're going to go up there and say shit you think is funny and people are just going to stone face you. Or worse, tell you that you're not fucking funny and shit on you relentlessly. And but on those rare occasions, you have a night where it just clicks and you just hit. And you now are controlling that crowd. You're working that crowd. And that is one of the most beautiful feelings out there. Um, so it is hard. It's extremely hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Because what a comedian does at their core is takes their problems and makes fun of them. That's why so many of them kill themselves. Um, but like the, if you can do that, if you can try going up in front of the stage, and I don't know if any of you have ever done that, like live stage work. Lance, you've yeah, done some stage problem. work, haven't you? Yeah. 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 And mm. I've I've never I've never done like comedy circuits though because it's it's one of those things where like in a different life I think I would have loved going through the whole like you got to bomb right you got to bomb for years You're going you to bomb for years before you learn how to crowd control proper and I found like even people who are like they're funny in a different medium it's really hard to transfer that to stand up Ben Stiller like, is a perfect example. Stand- oh, okay, mm. is he like yes. really bad at stand up? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I I watch too much media, but uh, if you can find it. it somewhere the hbo used to have a, a a series that they released one every year called comedy talk and they would take like three or four huge name comedians like and just have them sit and chat about the craft and, because at one point in time hbo and showtime were the biggest hosts of comedy specials we're talking back before streaming services and he was on one with if i'm remembering right he was on one with louis ck chris rock yeah, there was a, another person who I'm forgetting. But he talked about the fact that, you know, when he hit show business and he comes from a family of show business, uh, initially, he, like the rest of his New York comedy comrades, he tried his hand at open mics. He tried his hand at comedy and he just said, I couldn't make it work. I wanted to go write. I wanted to go make TV and movies. And so that's what he went and did. Um, the, uh, some of the other people on the show were people he had worked with around that same time in New York, you know, people like a lot of the guys who we remember from nineties television were all from that same club or same culture. Uh, it, it was Seinfeld actually the fourth person. Now I remember, mm-hmm. uh, they were all from that same culture of, uh, New York city standup, uh, parlors, you know, hitting up open mics and going to comedy clubs. And that's where we got Conan O'Brien. That's where we got Jay Leno. That's where we got, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, all those people. Right. And, uh, yeah, Ben Stiller, he admitted can't do standup. He tried it, tried it a bunch. Fair. I mean, Jamie Foxx, he, tr- he did standup for a while. He was in school as a piano major. Music was his big thing. And he did stand up as a dare one night mm. that video, which the video exists. Yes. Someone in my chat, sorry to reference my chat. It was Ricky Gervais, not uh, Jerry Seinfeld. It was Ricky Gervais. Oh, was okay. the other person. Um, but Jamie Foxx did, did an open mic as a dare, as a gag reading jokes off of a note piece of notebook paper <laughs> and got noticed for how well he worked a crowd. Mm. Wow. And then after that, that he used that to go to more open mics and then he was brought on in the sketch comedy in living color and showcased how good he was on the screen. And that turned into an acting career. 
and every nobody really knows that he was a musician. That was his first focus. He later went back into music. Yeah. And he is also still an actor now, a big budget actor. You know, he's in, you know, big AAA movies now. But he did that on a dare. And he would tell you he wasn't very good at it. You know? Didn't he do a really good Trump impression? Or is that a different comedian? I think it was Jamie Foxx, right? I think it was Jamie, Jamie Foxx yeah, does yeah. amazing oh, yeah. impressions. It's, it's an amazing. Show. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really I think David Dole did a video on it, which is why yeah, I think he did a video on that. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> like, it was the best. He does incredible impressions. Yeah, and just because he did that from his sketch comedy tone. days. It was when perfect. he joined up with the 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 Wayans, they had the show in Living Color, and he he great show, he, great show mm -hmm. brought us Jim Carrey. Yeah, and um, he was the white guy on the show. The, yeah. He was the he, white he, guy. He played all he the white roles. Every, every every time they needed a white role, it's like, hey, you got to be a cop. You, you got to be a you judge. know, fire <laughs> marshal Lance <laughs> yeah. was the best fucking. Role oh yeah, ever. oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I, I remember rewatching that not too long ago, watching a few episodes, and for me, the funniest thing was how hard he went into the characters, and they had a musical segment and normally they would have musical guests on it because it was a sketch show and they said it's vanilla ice 90s tv show and it's jim carrey as vanilla ice yeah, sells it so fucking hard like oh, yeah. you you yeah, blink really and good. you think it's actually him <laughs> <laughs> and and they rewrote the song to just be how much of a poser and wannabe old van winkle <laughs> actually is and it's fucking glorious you know, to get you know off on a good tangent. comedian who I like because I'm not like huge into stand up comedy, but somebody who I have consistently found funny is David Cross. I think he's super funny. Oh, David Cross is a master. He's he's yeah. he's one of those comics comics. He's mm -hmm. he has yeah, that's true. well regarded chops. He does a very unique and uh, eclectic kind of show. Um, you got to be into it and know, like, I, I feel like on a first, if you brought a friend to a stand-up show and it was David Cross, I think they'd kind of be like, what is this? And then, like, once you kind of got into it, you'd understand what he was doing, right? Mm -hmm. He's also an epic level troll, which mm. is great. Um, he has a special. It's a few specials back because uh, he used to tour with a rock band as well. Um, and so he played at, like, concert halls and the band would open. And then he would perform as the headliner. And hmm. that's cool. They, in this special, they showed a lot. He and it being David Cross, it has to be overdone to Helen back. So it is interspersed with like a dramatic shot, like character film about David uh, working at some office nine to five cubicle and his boss finding his stand-up comedy tour poster and asking about his past life as a comedian <laughs> and but it shows a lot of behind the scenes stuff and he's a huge fucking troll and it's in, in the most beautiful way like they go to some place to perform the bar owners he tells the bar owner hey you know the concert floor has all these tables and high tops in it like you know, normally our, our crowd's kind of a rock and roll crowd. You know, they like to stand and jump and hoot and holler. Can we move the tables? And they're like, no, no. Part of our business model is people being able to order food and wings and eat it at their table. And these guys, they were so insistent on not moving the tables. And 
he does a whole fucking segment in his special. He's like, make sure you order your fucking buffalo wings from the bar, you guys, and sit down at the table. And he just goes in on the venue itself. And so naturally, in the green room afterwards, he's got an angry fucking small town ass owner, like motorcycle bar owner, yelling at him to get the hell out. And so he proceeds to take 30 minutes to put a record and a poster into a backpack, just moving as slow as humanly possible. And I'm like, that, that, is, um, that, is, that is peak trolling that I aspire to. It, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's glorious. Not to Excellent. brag, but uh, David Cross follows me on Twitter. So uh... what? <laughs> no, fucking owning it. I love that. Wow, no, 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 that, that is great. I, 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 well, I've got his Lance. <laughs> he was, uh, he was. Uh, in fact, um, he uh, he's been on. You know, when I was working at the Majority Report, he was there in studio. I think uh, at least once for the interview, and then another time um sam's daughter who was like eight at the time or, or something like that uh she wanted to interview david cross because she found out he was in the chipmunks movie and at the time she was a big fan of the alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> oh, i love that that is so, wholesome so yeah. after an episode of the majority report uh sam went and got his daughter from school and david cross came to the studio and I recorded uh, Sam's daughter uh, interviewing David Cross about Alvin and the Chipmunks. And this was oh, not like oh my God. The, the movie yeah, just came so out awesome. or something. This was like 10 years after the movie came out or something like that. <laughs> See, th those, those are the stories you cherish, you know? Yeah. And I, now I'm wishing I watched more Majority Report because um, I don't know that I ever knew you were on there. I should have known that, but it's I know a, your it's name. Been a long time. It's been a long. I, 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 I knew your name because uh, I knew how to pronounce it right. Because at first I see Binder, I'm like, no, I think it's Bender. Right. And, yeah, you got it right. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't know you were on the Majority Report. I love me some Sam Cedar, though. Yeah, Sam's. I, Sam's I feel like I will. Yeah. I will get screened. I that I won't be able to go live just to call in and say, "Hey, show's awesome." That's all. I didn't have oh, a there's contention. no there's no there's no screening believe it or not that we just pick up the and calls no as calls. they come in yeah and actually uh so i, I have to go soon because i'm actually i should actually this is a perfect segue because i'm actually going to yes. be on the majority report tomorrow need your sleep <laughs> right. buddy it Hell just yeah. so happens so i'm gonna be on, on with emma i think at about like 1 p.m so uh go check that out well, but we're yeah at the, I, we're at the two hour mark that's, that's i'm i'm exhausted from last night's stream i i slept like two hours last night because i had this cough and it kept whatever it was waking me up but yeah, um yeah, so i'm gonna yeah. go to bed I but uh, I, I the rest of you have a great time. <laughs> I'm sure this it's, show's basically over now, anyways. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's no. a, yeah, it's seven. Veered into shit posting far enough. Uh, David, good to see you again. Yes, yes, great seeing you. Great talking. See you all later. David, care, you David. send me Bye, the David. the super chat money from your super chats that we read while you're Bye. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this whole time. I got one two dollars super chat. Uh, I, I can send you that. Uh, thanks for talking any, about so. anarchism. Is what it car. said. What? <laughs> uh, oh no no no! What I said because I have an ongoing thing with David because he always tries to get out early. Uh, uh, and this time he gets out very early. He never he never stays for the whole because we read the super chats from all the different. That means we get to shit talk him then. Everybody, yeah. give oh. your best roasts of David Dole via super chat. You don't need and to. We will uh, read on, them on this show. You don't loud. need to wait for him to leave for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's that's half of Binder's material. This fucking guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. This yeah, was. You know, uh, 
it, it no, is good ahead. to be here. You guys are really cool. And uh, um, I, uh, there's some people here I haven't had the chance to talk to yet. So it, it's been really nice. I, I hope I, uh, I hope I was a good contribution. You all are a lot more experienced streamers than I. I'm no, this was, this was great. great. In fact, guest. usually, yeah. usually yeah, I, I like, like you ran this show. <laughs> yeah, no, usually I was going to say, usually I talk more as I, you know, here I am interrupting Mike and Lance, but usually I talk more, but like you, you came on and you brought up a topic um with with expertise behind it too that you know we usually don't cover on these shows at oh, least in that you. way like when you were mm -hmm. talking i i was thinking a lot about how you know in the early to mid 2010s i was really uh covering the the growing sort of men's rights activism mra mgatow men going their own way that whole scene and all of its little octopus you know tentacles that came out of the that that uh, world yeah and it, it you know what you were talking about really reminded me of that it's like it obviously what, what you were bringing up is sort of like uh the the rebranding of all that like instead of like back then it was the, the like this is still a focus but back then the complete focus was just trashing women and women's empowerment and feminism and they were completely powered by just outright misogyny now uh that's still there but yeah. their focus to bring in people to their little club is now uh we're gonna make your life better men which they never really did before that before that they were other than like every now and then they'd focus on uh how alimony is bad and stuff like that um but but now the focus is like we can better your life and then once they get them in with that then they brainwash them with the misogyny and anti-feminism stuff. Yeah, it, no, it's it rebrands and it it evolves, but all of these uh, elements are always still there behind the scenes. You know, all of the the, the MGTOW guys, yeah, they've fallen off quite a bit. Like, you know, Coach Red Pill and shit. They're they're clearly floundering. <laughs> uh, honestly, he's just hilarious to watch. It's something else. But I I like to think that. Well, first of all, I, I always told myself I'm going to stick to what I know. You know, there are some issues that I am woefully um ignorant on you know people and uh, thanks to all of your followers by the way i have gained a few during this chat so those of you who have uh migrated over to my neck of uh demonetized youtube thank you for joining um you know, if you go through my catalog, you'll see that I absolutely have a blind spot for, say, indigenous issues, because I'm not indigenous. Um, and I didn't live on a res. I haven't dealt with the specific issues relating to the treatment of indigenous people in North America. So I don't really have uh, the lane to speak in on that, you know, and I'm not trans, you know, I am a cis male. So I am a black cis male. So my experience and my content is going to be focused on that. But I found that talking about all manner of political issues and when prompted talking about masculinity issues there there was there was a lot of uh, fertile soil there to cover that definitely definitely could be covered i don't know that i go as far as saying that the left is bad at it because i feel like that puts an unfair focus or spotlight on one specific element of it but it's definitely all something that should be part of the conversation mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know no, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's been a, a blind spot. I would say that's probably the better term for it. I guess, 
where uh, sort of the left is sort of ceded ground un unknowingly and un un unwillingly to the right on this. I mean, you could just see it. Ha I mean, we brought up Jordan Peterson before. He's the perfect example of someone who branded himself completely around that before making his you know, right-wing ideological beliefs, you know, front and center, um, you know, after it was too late for a swath of young men who already were pulled in. Yeah, yeah, and while I will say that I, I'm curious to see how clown shoes his shit is gonna go because now he's wearing supervillain costumes at this point, <laughs> and oh, thank you, I've just gotten like two super chats from from uh matt bender fans so thank you matt bender fans Appreciate i got a pity all. super chat too thanks matt bender fans. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i need to go on the majority report that's where the that's where the <laughs> followers are um yeah oh, I, i'm really curious to super see... chat asking for your channel car saying what where's your channel working uh, uh i just shared a link on youtube yeah, I just shared a link that got posted to all of our channels okay. who are streaming. So go subscribe to Car, and oh, um, yeah, make sure that you like. I've seen so much comments of people saying that they think you're just an amazing guest, and like what you said was so valuable, and I totally oh. agree. Appreciate it. I'm glad that my neurodivergent capacity to talk too much has paid off in some way <laughs> and contributed to the panel here. Um, I oh, you're uh, in the most eloquent of ways, by the way. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like I said, you know, the thing I, I try to give somebody or try to give people who are watching me something to take away, you know, because at the end of the day, I, I, I'm a parent and, you know, I, uh, I work full time, you know, I'm living the typical American guy life. I, I do own a home. Um, holy shit. Is that yen? Uh, no, Tokyo. What, what is the Tokyo currency? crazy oh it looks like uh, a lot yeah, more yeah, than yeah, it actually is. i can tell you that right now yeah, yeah. You no, no, like, I, I the 500 yen is actually like 50 yeah. cents or something like that it's all right it's all right 100 the fact that someone from tokyo is tuning in is 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 good enough i mean definitely some discussions about masculinity there but i would say the takeaway is look at your life if you are a family man you know look at how Knowing what you know from us fine leftist folks about the world, and we talk about it a lot, capitalism, patriarchy, all that shit, look at your life and how you interact with your family and maybe try to uh, contribute a little bit better to it. If you're not a family man, if you're a single male, the takeaway I want you to take is it may be hard, it may be difficult, it might involve you stepping just a bit outside your comfort zone, but via either a hobby or a shared interest just don't focus on romantic partners just focus on making some friends and making a strong connection with some people around you because even that in and of itself will be intensely rewarding and from there you wouldn't believe how you can spawn a, a social web in a very positive manner and that i am saying from experience it is wonderful that none of you knew me in my early 20s because I was an intensely bitter and lonely and violent person. And you can, you can, you can come back from that. There, you know, there's a place to come back from that. Absolutely is. And uh, that's, that's saying that as a, as a cis straight passing male. And um, 
I, I think that uh, that that's something people should take with them, you know. I'll, and and even if it's not my channel, you know, I don't speak. I don't have any videos say this is a men's issue. I made one video about the manosphere, but just looking at the stuff that I talk about, which you know I've talked a great deal about police brutality. Uh, the la I, I've been on a long uh, hiatus, so I'm, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. But you know, the last few videos I did were a little more bread to bask. You know, I talked about how you should boycott uh, international sporting events if they come to your city. A couple of you live in big uh, Canadian cities, so uh, 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 World Cup, Olympics, uh, you should go picket that shit. You don't want that shit in your city, <laughs> and. You know, I've talked about a book that pissed me off for 30 minutes uh, <laughs> because uh, it, Christopher McCandless was a fucking tool and Into the Wild is a shitty book. But, um, yeah, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, part, all of the things I'm advocating are also about you being a good contributor to society. And I think that if you do that, then you'll also be a positive male you'll be showcasing that positive masculinity to those around you. And people will notice that. And, and fellows, ladies notice that. True. You know, ladies notice that. Uh, listen, ladies notice your positivity. Please take that from me. This is the one part of this that I will direct towards your, like, sexual loneliness. Ladies notice positivity. And they notice confidence. And they, they notice empathy. And they notice that because most of us suck at it. <laughs> so it stands out. So that's really all that I had, though. I'm happy to shoot the shit with you guys, though. Um, if anybody else had any other statements or closing or. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna answer the super chats now, but we do that as Let's a group. So please stick around. You know, I'm sticking around. Pretty interesting. Yeah, and I saw Mike got some hate super chats too, so those will be fun too. I yeah. did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh i love that i love when they give me money i want to they're I mad at me to, to someone got really people, bad mad mike has such well, a great was, beard though i think it was over your comment car i think it was over uh the gen x uh slander and then they were like how dare you slander gen x and then i was like you like you shouldn't take it personally that's like taking like nationalism personally like someone's like oh i hate the government of the u.s that's not me saying i hate you you know like i, I love <laughs> americans they're very nice people yeah, yeah, you 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 answered that more positively than I would, Lance. So we'll we'll go with your answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. At the end of the day, I am still an edgy millennial. So <laughs> screw Gen X. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll jump in, and from time to time, since I don't have uh, Car or Lance's super chats up, we'll just I've got, have to I've got like a small amount. Don't worry. I got okay. <laughs> I got okay. Well. Ones. We could do more at once. I have no idea how to even share those. I have a bunch. Just, read, just car, do what I do. Just read it out. I just, I just okay. read them out. Well, yeah, you guys that's... go first. You, whoever the whoever's podcast this is, they go first, and then I'll jump in. Oh, it's collective. It's all of ours. That's, that's yes. the cool thing about it. We all we all stream at the same time, but we all mm -hmm. we all meet. Aha, you hear that? Also... Now I am a collective yeah, yeah. owner of leftist mafia. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. Also, fair warning, this can go long sometimes. So feel free to leave at any time you'd like. 
um, because you see how we're at about we're at the two hour mark right now. It it can easily go double that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna stay till the very end tonight, so I'll stay for a little bit and then I'll just rush through my super chats at some point when I get tired because I'm already tired going. I hear you. I'm good for a little bit just because I'm I'm always happy to have a chat with Lance. Uh, It's rare that I get the chance to do that, so. Uh, let's do it. it who, who wants to go all first? All right, cool. Who wants to, to run the, the super chat thing? You want to do it, uh, Mike? Sure. Yeah, so the first one here, uh, this is uh, for me from Hideous Lemon. Thank you for the five pounds. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, but David's performance in the debate was really poor. I hope your campaign picks up. Debate? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what debate? <laughs> or or probably... does David stream the, when we were watching the debate, like his commentary? I don't know. It was something probably that we referenced way back then in the show, oh, okay. and then we've moved on. So also, we I were supposed know. to read the super chats from yesterday tonight too. That's not <laughs> happening. Do that on I your own time. <laughs> um, okay, this uh, next one here. Uh, I think this is for that's for Matt. me. Uh, Tokyo Han says, "I know you were all thinking of a name change. Keep the mafia theme and just go with the woke mob." You know, I actually wanted to do that. I I like that name. I think we should maybe think of doing that. I know because that's more directly tied into what the right calls the left, right? Antifa super soldiers. That's Mm -hmm. another one we Mm -hmm. could uh, easily (laughs) brainstorm on. Yeah. Yeah. The woke Antifa super soldier mob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think this is you, Matt. Uh, Brendan Wood with a $10 super chat. Uh, love all that you do on here. Also have a friend who had a birthday yesterday. Can you wish her a happy birthday? Her name is Jenny. Goes by Airy Beam Online. Again, love what you guys do. Well, Jenny, anyone who's born on August 23rd, like me, is, uh, simply better than everybody else. So, happy birthday, uh, happy Jenny. birthday, happy birthday, uh, birthday happy sister, birthday. I guess. What should we birthday sibling? I guess. I don't know what to call it. Birthday yeah. twin. Is that what it's, it's called? Soon. Something like that. All right. But we share a birthday. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Son sibling. There we go. Uh, is this you Matt, or is this David? Actually that super chat I just read, even though it was, uh, it was to me. It wasn't actually for me. They must have done the thing where they oh. gave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> this one's uh, not for me. This one's probably for David, I guess. Okay, well, we'll read it real quick. Thanks. Uh, this is from 10 Lawn Gnomes. $10. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for covering the debate last night. Has anyone done a dive into how the election system was gifted to private organizations like the RNC and DNC? Why do they get to decide who's on the ballot? Uh, I'm sure that I've done this, uh, or at least tangentially referenced this at some point a while ago, although I can't tell you what video that is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an interest in this. Maybe any of you do. I mean, it's because I, I, I believe it's because there's no, there's no like governmental, um, (laughs) you know, uh, primary, you know party election you know requirements like these these are all uh private organizations the parties and they decide how they want to um have uh you know decide on a candidate and this is just how the the issue is that we just have two part two main parties in this country um because you know frankly the system could be where all the parties run their primaries how they want because again the parties are private organizations and that's how we all get these multiple 
candidates, but we don't have that. We just have two parties, and this is how they choose to run their uh, primary elections and pick a candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yep. and the reason there's only going to be two is pretty much an inescapable result of yeah. electoral college and our current system. So you, you you're only going to have two, but I mean maybe this is motivation. You and five of your buddies can start a political party. It's a private organization, so any old jackoff can start a political party. I mean, yeah, winning office costs a lot of money in marketing and campaigning, but stranger things have happened. So, you know, maybe there's motivation there for you to do it. At least at the local level, you have, you know, more of a chance, whereas, you know, at the national level, it's, I mean, it's next to impossible. Local um, elections okay. have sometimes I mean, there's, there's 20% third... turnout. There, That's there, there true, are, yeah. There, there are third parties that just basically, like, pick a candidate. Like, they don't run even mm -hmm. a, a primary election. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is from me from Temple of the Gods. $2 Australian. Thank you so much. Olay, not uh, Rachel's name uh, is in, I think you mean Rebecca's name is in the description. Uh, so I probably, so what I do each show is I copy and paste the description and all the links from an old video. So I probably just picked a really old one with Olay instead of like the, the later job. ones. So Good job. I'll fix that. I fix it all the next day and I add the timestamp. So I, I, False I'm aware advertising. Of it. Everyone thought so, Olay yeah. was going to be on tonight. Good job, buddy. <laughs> so, I'm sorry to disappoint. Some of your guys' uh, regulars are in my chat now and telling me that apparently it's 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 a running gag to uh, scam each other out of super chat. So <laughs> yes, everybody, yes. come give Car your super chat. <laughs> Car is the head of leftist mafia now. Um, I will evenly redistribute the means to my other uh, hosts here. Uh, I will totally do that. But yeah, send your super chats to me. <laughs> like one of the gags is that like they'll ask a question to someone, but send the other person the super chat. So yeah, they, you know. It's like just a... happened to me where it was, uh, hey, Matt, you share a birthday with my friend. Can you wish them a happy yeah, birthday? Yeah. <laughs> and they gave that super chat to somebody else. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, Katie Sheppy. This one is for me. Katie Sheppy, thank you so much. Thank you all for making me smile. You're good dudes. Ah, I appreciate that, Katie. Um, so do we want to take a second and let Carr and Lance uh, read a couple? Carr, oh, take yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. I don't have that many, so let's just go down the list. Um, I'm going to read name and then message, or dollar amount, then message. Okay, Grinning Guys uh, for $2. Thanks for your talk about anarchism. anarchism. We need it. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, you know, someone has to be the, the fucking violent, edgy shitlord of the group, and I usually <laughs> will happily jump on that grenade. Um, you know, I got to keep communists on their toes uh t calico 499 no message thank you for your contribution november demarc here from the humanist report you were the best guest i've seen oh thank you yeah i i know i i hope it didn't take this long for the show to get melanated a little bit but uh now that it is yes it is the <laughs> best show ever thank you derek r two dollars great to see you on the leftist mafia and derek r great to see you in my chat uh wanda mv dollar 99 thank you uh, Nicholas Bridges, $5. Amazing guest for Leftist Mafia. Hope we get to see you on another Thursday. Oh, you most certainly will. That is a given. Of course. Uh, Tokyo Hans for the 500 yuan. Uh, please enjoy some more money from Bender Chat. Thank you, Matt Bender, for your chat's money. And thank you, Tokyo <laughs> You're Hans. welcome. <laughs> um, lo and behold, $10. Thank you for the contribution. Karen Nier, uh, $499. Thank you for the contribution. Brandy Russum. $10. Whew. 
uh, making me tingly. Such a refreshing voice and POV uh, in solidarity sent from the Humanist Report. Interestingly enough, Brandy Rissom, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, I will read anything you send me in this voice. Anything at all. Anyway, Narrative Dude, 1999. That was a joke. I don't have an OnlyFans, but I should. I wonder if people would pay me to do that. Um, let's see here. Sorry, lost my place. Right. Uh, Narrative Dude, 1999. Goddamn, guys. Uh, brilliant work tonight. I'll enjoy catching up on your work. Keep speaking the truth for us. There are some of us that share your experiences and need to hear your story. Thank you. Uh, Thomas Jerome Newton, CLP 2200. What's CLP, gang? I'm stupid. Uh, do you know what that currency is? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. CLP. Uh, Thomas Drum Newton, CLP 2200. Reach out to FD Signifier. I have and do. He's a friend. Uh, we, we've chatted a couple times on occasion, and people have mistaken me for him. Um, but he actually gets ad revenue. <laughs> Duke of Brett, 499. Good man. Thank you for what you do. Keep it up. I most certainly will. So, Ren. Five dollars. More love from Bender's chat. Great seeing you on. It was great being on. So, and oh, CLP was the Chilean peso. Peso. Oh, hey, okay. Chilean pesos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, damn, y'all got y'all are international. <laughs> I just have different flavors of American Midwest usually. <laughs> Mang Tang, because there's three G's at the end. Millennials kick ass. Gen X, meh. Beautiful words and much appreciated, Car. Very happy to know you now. Thanks for the incredible words. Thanks, my guy. Uh, Tokyo Hans, thousand yuan. Happy belated birthday, Matt. Why, happy thank you, Tokyo. Birthday, and I guess thank you. Thank- <laughs> Thank you to you too, Car, for reading that super chat. Wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> uh, Myla Rasan, two dollars. Car, please equalize the sound. I can't boost them anymore. I do not know why they're so low. <laughs> Derek, uh, hold on. Okay, here we go. Derek R, two dollars. Ask Matt how it feels to not get this super chat. Hey, if it's going to a guest and not one of my co-hosts, I support it. (laughs) (laughs) Sharpie Diesel, $10. Here's some dollars for Matt, but you can just keep it for yourself. You you know, I I will totally, (laughs) totally give him the money. Um, Your first super chat ever, Sharpie Diesel. Thank you for giving it to me and not Matt Bender. (laughs) Dusty Partition, $1. Thank you for the contribution. Zero P.E. Thank you for introducing me to a fellow black anarchist. Respect. So let's see here. Venetia David, five euros. Are we sending Matt's money to you today, Carr? Thank you for your insights today. Yes, send <laughs> all of Matt's money. Then go to Matt's house and find his account numbers and send me his actual money as well. Okay, it's not uh, crime. Do you need my social security and uh, mother's maiden name as well? Yes. <laughs> uh, Fruit Bats. Oh, longtime regular and patron. Fruit Bats, $2. Thank you. Would your only OnlyFans be you reading theory, scantily clad? <laughs> Look, if the money's there, I'm not saying no. So (laughs) that's all for the super chats that I have on my end, gang. All right, Lance. Uh, Yeah, mine are super short, too. I'll I'll get through them all right away. Uh, My dogs are goth. Thank you so much for the $10. Lance, this is for your hilarious Jordan Peterson impression. So good. Thank you. Uh, Derek (laughs) R., thank you for the $2. It's very good. You should... uh, Continue to work on it and explore your options as a Jordan Peterson impersonator. 
<laughs> uh, Derek R, thank you for the $2. Here's a super chat for the silly Canadian guy. I appreciate the pity chat. Uh, Kate Hartley with the incredibly generous $20. Much love from Burnaby. What's Cars channel? Uh, we'll put it again, uh, mm -hmm. the links uh, in the chats. As yes, a little bit check to, uh, the link. And if, uh, if you're just listening, car underscore YZ or YZ for you filthy Canucks. Car underscore YZ. <laughs> Uh, on YouTube, just dropped it in family. all of our chats again. So wherever you're watching, uh, you should get it. I think. On YouTube, not Twitch. I don't fucks with Twitch anymore. And, yeah, building an audience on Twitch, I'd rather just beat myself in the head with a hammer. So YouTube Live, you can find me there. That's where my scripted videos are. I'm normally an essayist. I, I'm part time streamer. Uh, Wanda MV, thank you so much for the 199. Thank you for all you do. That's very kind of you. I really appreciate it. And my final super chat, Meow Nian with the generous 699. Do you know of any good Asian lefty streamers or SAS? They seem like a rare bunch. If so, will they ever come on the show? And um, this is not necessarily a bread tuber. I highly recommend the channel Accented Cinema. If you haven't already checked it out, uh, Ascented, sorry, Ascented spelled A C C E N T E D. Ascented Cinema. It's a big channel, uh, but it has a ton of really really interesting uh long video essays on say like uh the either desexualization or hypersexualization of asian asian men in cinema stuff like that really good stuff um but i'd also recommend youtube.com slash the surfs tv because uh, my my co-host who usually does videos with me over there uh his family is sikh uh, from india uh you know and uh dave does uh, great content on uh, the youtube as well uh, to go check it out oh and i just uh, got one more so ren with the five dollars thank you so much but the message, Lance rules. I do. I appreciate that. Thank Lance you. Lance rules. <laughs> All right. On so uh, this is either for you, Matt, or David. Uh, it is for me. Musical Mice with a super chat. Nice hearing. Um, whoa, this is all. What? what uh, I can't read this. Nice, nice hearing. And DG Tyson to talk about space. Yeah, it's hard to read this one. Thank you for the help, Mike. I think we uh, did the best. I hope that clears things up. <laughs> I uh, whatever drugs you're on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please share your drugs. Yeah. Trump's mugshot. Oh. Tokyo Hans with a super chat. Uh, Trump's mugshot has the whole spoiled baby. I don't want a face. I mean, he That's looks true. like a, he 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 looks like he usually does make these sort of. Grinch-esque facial, uh, mm -hmm. you know, features, expressions, I should say. But this one, I feel like it's really pronounced. Like, he really looks like the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, this for you? I mean, no, we all not. have to answer it, of course. But this is for David. Sean uh, DiStefano, uh, 499, what are your guys' favorite Pop-Tart flavors? Mine is s'mores or wild berry. That's I'm going to say s'mores, one. though. Mine's the chocolate one. Mm, good choice. And it's funny because I don't like chocolate usually. I'm not a big chocolate fan. I don't like chocolate mm. candy, but the chocolate Pop-Tart just hits right. It's good. Yeah. There is a, I think it's kind of a limited flavor. There is a cookie dough one. That one is tasty. good. I just tried that one a couple and months ago. You're it, right. I don't even normally eat the things, but if I see them on the shelf in the stores, I, I, I'm getting at least three cases. So. Uh, I hate that you brought that up because now if I see it in the store or if I look for it accidentally, then uh, I'm going to get that one. <laughs> Very good. How about you, Lance? Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. 
Not a pop tart guy. Canadians don't eat the junk I, food we do. I, 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 no, I eat junk food, but I don't. I've never been a pop tart person. I didn't really? grow up with them. My parents were kind of like uh, only organic, health food kind of stuff, uh, which in oh. hindsight was actually kind of loving of them. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't grow up with pop tarts. Wow. God. Well, maybe I'm. I'll take fucking you know not having health care to be raised with pop tarts. I guess America <laughs> won on this one, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm assuming this is for Bender. Uh, I think it is. Uh, yeah, Eagle left. Uh, hey Bender, this is Osama. A reminder to schedule our meeting for the next, the week after next, and to read DMs on X, Skype, email, Discord. I am so behind on my messages. Usama, I will get back to you. I promise. We'll set something up to get you on to talk. Can't believe about you had the super chat. <laughs> yes, and should, and by I the should, way, you're the since they're on this, uh, Riverboat Jack has been trying to get a hold of you. I did give her your uh, email address oh, right. as well. Okay. Got... But please make sure that you don't forget. It's, it's, Publicly, it's I am like, I'm reminding him again. So I did my part. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, clear. Yeah, I'm not sure. ignoring these. The, if you see my inboxes, it's little because I want. I was away for the beginning of this month, and I'm just behind, and I haven't caught up, and it's just like I received so much. I'm not saying I'm like super popular either. There's just like there's the good stuff intertwined with like tons and tons of spam and garbage. I feel you. I feel you. Which, by the way, speaking of uh, Riverboat Jack, since I invoked her name, we've got to bring her on sometime. She'd be a great guest too. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Okay, this one is for me from Eagle Left. Uh, Five dollars Canadian. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike, for your show. I want to discuss a serious topic. I would love to talk about the Balak genocide uh, with any of you. Assalamu alaikum. Uh yeah, I don't know actually a lot about this. This is um, this is taking place in uh, Pakistan, I believe. I don't know enough about this, so I I would have to educate myself about this particular issue. I don't. I typically don't like to talk about international issues on my show just because I choose to stay in my lane. Just because it's really difficult to like get all of those details. But if we can have somebody that you uh, would recommend on the show to talk about this, um, I'd love to have them on talk about it on leftist mafia so yeah thank you for that matt is this for me uh no it's not Bosfleisch. no okay das so that means it's for david. for david daz bos fleisch with 11.99 uh euros uh hello from germany you spoke about childhood series two or three weeks ago we did that was fun uh, you forgot to mention the raccoons. I love that one. Another Canadian gem is Jagged Alliance 2, one of the best games ever made. Oh, you know what? I haven't played that, but I wonder if David has. Um, and then this one from... Uh... This one is for me. Ah. Uh, for Resto Mintero with a super chat. I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear, says Tucker Carlson. Right. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You couldn't even he's... say that with a straight face. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist as he's going on about <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> uh, how about this one, Matt? Um, this one is not for me. All right, so Bay Photo five dollars for David Dole warms my heart to see that Tucker Carlson has fallen off so hard. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. He is proving that like once you lose that massive platform. There's just there's nothing that can compare to it. Having that primetime spot on Fox News gives you a lot of uh, influence. And, you know, he still has influence and will for the foreseeable future. But there's just there's no comparison to being on Fox News. Right. So, yeah, I'm happy to see that, too. Uh, This one is for me. 
Uh, Bay Photo with another super chat, but this one's for me. Uh, so if the Tucker interview popped up in your feed and played for at least two seconds, did it count towards the 200 million plus views? Okay, so I just released a, uh, a piece a few hours ago, published at Mashable, um, about, you know, you might have seen the Tucker Carlson Trump interview uh, going around uh, X, aka Twitter, yesterday during the debate. That's when it published. The you know Trump supporters and Trump himself have been boasting about the hundreds of millions of views. The little counter on the bottom of the tweet says um, it says like something like two hundred forty million views or something like that at this point. Um, my piece looks at the fact that it's not two hundred forty million video views. That's tweet impressions. I have an old version of Twitter for Android on one of my devices here, um, which still displays the video views metric, which um, Elon Musk had removed from Twitter. I mean, the user who posts the content can still see in their private analytics how many video views they actually get. But the public metric that used to show that has been removed by Musk because the tweet impression view is much higher and it makes the content look like it's more popular, popular than it actually is. So here's the deal. A view, which is currently seen on these posts, is an impression. Anytime a post shows up in your feed, anytime you click on this post uh, and view it on the tweet page itself, anytime the recommendation algorithm puts it into your feed, anytime someone retweets it and you see it, that's an impression. If you view it on a different device, that's an impression. Um, that's not viewing the video. That's just viewing the post. This is the same for posts that are just text. So your your view that your your so if the Tucker interview popped up on your feed, it didn't even have to play at all for that for your view to count towards that two hundred plus million views. Now the actual video views, like I said, that's been removed, but I have an older device that still shows that. It is last time I checked, which was a few hours ago, it was at fourteen point five million views. That's a lot less than 240 million views. Mm -hmm. On top of that, those 14.5 million views, it counts a view if the video plays for two seconds or more, autoplays count, and say you're scrolling by and you don't even watch the video, but it autoplays and you're scrolling by, and at least 50%, if at least 50% of the video player is visible in your screen during that time and you don't scroll by before the two second mark, that counts as well. So we don't really know how many people actually watched as in like purposely viewed a significant portion of the video and actually viewed the content. But what we do know is that um, that tweet uh, video view is 17 times less than the impression view. And that's just for people who play the video, autoplays included, for two seconds or more. So yeah, it's it's mm. a ridiculous metric. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is for me from Narrative Dude, 1999. Thank you so much for the generous super chat. Uh, Gen X boomers as a general rule are awful. I'm Gen X and the people I went to school with are miserable humans and unable to see the horrors that our generation has created. Thanks, and uh, keep calling out the hypocrisy. Yeah, you know, I think that every generation has a little bit of a shittiness in it. Um, there's some... Well, oh, with that we've being created said, some too, millennials, trust absolutely, me. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 
Uh, but you know, there's some good. We have a lot of like uh, good boomers who watch the show and good Gen Xers who watch the show. Uh, you know, just it just depends. I will wrap my generation. I think millennials are probably uh, the second best to Gen Z. But um, yeah, I mean, because the problem is, is that our response to it was apathy and right. depression and just uh, fuck it, you know. Yeah, uh, anxiety. Nice. And then we went and had kids. And we're like, hey, buddy, shit sucks. And our kids are like, and you're just sitting down? Like, mm -hmm. you need to go, why aren't you all breaking shit right now? Yeah, the world's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> yeah. And and they're just like, well, we're faced with hopelessness. We're not going to keep just going to work and putting up with it. Screw that. Mm -hmm. We are willing to forego some comfort to tear the shit down if they're not going to fix it. And so yes, Gen X or Gen Z has its has its pros because they they see firsthand how bad it really is, and we're not indoctrinating them otherwise and mm -hmm. selling the myth anymore because we were sold the myth and that didn't pay off. So we're just like, yeah, no, it's 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 the the, the dream is a lie. We, we're living in an American nightmare. That's and, a really great way to frame it because I never yeah. thought of it that way. Like, yeah, we had we started life with like, oh, hey, if you do this, then X will happen. If you do Y, then this will happen. When yeah, they just they get they get the straight shit. Like they really, it's no, fucked. Sorry. I'm Good luck. I, I have a 15 year old and I, I, I sometimes worry how far I have corrupted them because <laughs> they 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 are just as F12 a cab as me. And they're just like, hey, you know, those overpriced five over one, like gentrified apartments they're building around the corner. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, that podcast you listened to said they're really flammable when they're still being built. <laughs> and they're like, do you know anything about accelerants? And I'm like, nothing I can game. say on the record <laughs> in, in Minecraft. Yeah, this whole thing or is a GTA. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a hard <laughs> Minecraft level. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yeah, we also this is like, we gave them video games with all great protagonists actually fighting against the system, and 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 showed them movies with fucking Harry Potter and Hunger Games and shit about fighting back against the system, and then we just sit on our asses and they're like, why aren't you being like Harry Potter and Katniss and? All these revolutionaries in the movies. I'm like, adulting's hard, you know? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. I, I want to just sit yeah. Yeah. and play Fortnite <laughs> and drink. Get high and play video games all night. <laughs> exactly. They're young though. They still have the energy to do something about it. That's mm -hmm. that's you know something that I've I've found talking to you know gen, uh, younger. Gen Xers that are more directly adjacent to me because I'm in my mid 30s as on the older end of millennial, but I have friends who are in their early 40s who are on the younger end of Gen X, and they're just like, yeah, I'm kind of passing the torch here, but like, no, that that shit's bad, and and people need to be protesting this, you know? Yeah. All right, Kowalski. Keep them coming. Yep, uh, Kowalski, the super chat. Uh, 8 p.m. Thursday and October are the same vibe. What? Hmm? I can, I feel that actually. I can't explain what he's saying, but I get exactly what he's saying. Like it feels the same. Same position, like in the day, in the week, in the year. I don't know how to articulate that, but I, I just get it. It resonates with me strongly. I, uh... 
uh, maybe I'm not feeling it just because I so closely to October with fall and mm. um, my favorite holiday, Halloween. So I don't know. Uh, do, do Canadians have that, Lance? Do you all do that too? We we do we do have Halloween. We do. Oh, okay. With yeah, the we, we candy and the trick or treating. It's a, uh, identical to what the American experience looks like. That's that's yeah. great to hear. You at least mm-hmm. got the one good holiday. And they do you know, Thanksgiving in October, yeah. right? We yeah, we do Thanksgiving, but we do it at a different time, and it actually stands for different things. Someday <laughs> but, we uh, need to have a chat on stream about. Uh, what I'm sure is a little bit of bullshit behind your Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Ours is a hell of a lot of bullshit, so I don't know about yours. <laughs> oh, they they both are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be a Thanksgiving week stream. We can uh, mm-hmm. sit. We can each have a turkey special. leg and uh, share Thanksgiving myths. <laughs> uh, is this for you, Matt? Is it for me? Uh, no, it is not. All right, well, it's for David Dole, so I'll read it out. Pitchforks Dragon, $5. Uh, fixing the problem with unhoused people is actually incredibly simple. House them. Yeah. Like I said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay, so this one, uh, I'm assuming this is for you or David, Matt. Uh, not for me. So Koru, uh, a member for Rational National uh, of Rational National for 48 months... Um, I would do the applause Damn. if I had it, but I don't have that. But anyways, there are social programs in the U.S., but you need many more. Why is socialism so frightening to Americans? I think that part of it is a lot of the older generation, they grew up during the Red Scare, during the Cold War, and that anti-socialist, uh, you know, uh, ideals, like that whole McCarthyist era, is deeply embedded in their souls. So, like, when they hear the word socialism, it is... It still has like like they have this visceral uh, visceral response to it. So that is part of it. And trying to deprogram them from that is uh, very difficult to do, if not impossible. We also ride great man fallacy really fucking hard here. Like we're just coming out on the other side of the idea that these founding fathers were these fucking scions of democracy and freedom. And when the unspoken sort of secondary philosophy behind that is, oh, well, it just took a bunch of plucky dudes to fight off the British and earn their freedom. Then you can just try really hard and earn anything else you want. You know, and, and we codified that shit into the very foundation of our country. And then we taught, you know, 300 years worth of generations that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, now we're unlearning like, like, you know, why Why are all these slave-owning rapists on the money? Why, why do you venerate them? Right. Why, why do you make statues? We do the same thing in Canada. We've got statues to, like, you know, a, a variety, even on, even on the dollar bills, to white supremacists who were engaged in indigenous genocide. Why, why do you mm-hmm. celebrate this? What's, what's the celebrate? Yes, why would anyone celebrate Thomas fucking Jefferson? Right? When yeah. you read the highly available history about this man, and you're just highly like... Highly available, true. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, we, we're we supposed to, to like this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a cult. We don't have to worship the founders. We can actually say they're pretty shitty. Like that's 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 okay. <laughs> you can you can you can say that actually. Uh Matt, is this one yours? 
It is. Uh, Pluvius with a super chat. Just for reference, Turtle Mitch is a senator. His election is statewide. He wins by voter suppression and spending three times his opponent. He does do that. I, I yeah. correct what I said. He is a state senator. Um, no, he's a but U.S. It senator. Does, huh? Or yeah, he's he is a U.S. A, senator. He's a U.S. senator, so right. it is a statewide election, I should right. say. Um, Kentucky's funky, right? Because like, in terms of like the continental U.S., it's fairly far north, but it was a Confederate state in the Civil War, and it is heavily infected with lots and lots of very religious, very conservative voters. Like even to this day, you see all manner. Same with Indiana, our other neighboring state. I'm in Ohio and it's, it, it's honestly gross how many years behind that state is at times, but you know, alcohol and tobacco does have a lower tax in Kentucky than Ohio. So mm-hmm. good place to buy your hooch. All right, this one is from me. Uh, there's no message, but it's uh, from Jeff Pratit. Thank you so much for the $7. I've got another one. Uh, this is from Dan Gonzalez, $10. I think the fundamental conceit of political backsliding is a kind of fatalistic religious devotion to capitalism where the system will fix itself. It can't and needs to be disposed of and replaced. Yeah, I agree with that. That requires a paradigm shift, right? Because our thinking is still very deeply i mean we've been brain brainwashed right since we were raised we weren't just taught that capitalism good but that to even question capitalism is uh is blasphemous right so we have to deprogram people in society and get them to see that there are actually believe it or not different economic systems than just capitalism don't have to stick with it forever we made it up we can make up something much better and can and should replace it uh, but it's a process, right? And I feel like, uh, you know, millennials and Gen Z are in the process of trying to make that paradigm shift. But it's capitalism is not going to die easily. Um, you know, it's going to kill us likely before we kill it first, unfortunately. But, you know, we're trying. So <laughs> uh, I think this is for uh, David or is it for you, Matt? Uh... Oh, no, th- I'm sorry. This is for me. Uh, I didn't realize that it's a super sticker. Okay, it's a little, uh, it's a exercise pair doing a thumbs up. Uh, thank you so much. I also see another one that I have for me. It's a super sticker from Jorge Antonio San Martin Pena. Um, Are either of you Chilean? You have a lot of Chilean fans. Uh, my dad was born in Santiago, but uh, holy shit! Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, uh, Hmm. so. This is Represent. a sticker of a hippo <laughs> punching up, doing an uppercut, saying KO. Um, and then we have one from Balthazar. I think this is from Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Balthazar with a $10 super chat. Matt, help. I start cleaning my room and end up in a Moscow rehab facility with a lobster daughter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, help. His That's daughter's poisoning him to death That's with an all-meat diet. Yeah. They're, they're a the weird. Queen. They are a yeah. weird. I don't know what else to. I don't know. They're just a weird. <laughs> yeah. That's a bizarre family, for sure. Yeah, they are. Uh, okay, T King with two dollars here. Small boost for the mafia. Let's get more call-ins. I'd love that. We have to figure it out though, because we can't do a call-in where only Matt can hear and he has to relay our messages. That's not going we'll to figure it out for yeah, anyone. We'll figure it out. 
not good for Matt, not good for the caller, not good for us who want to like get in. So we'll we'll workshop it, right? So, I know that David said he's going to reach out to StreamYard too. I would think what you could do is I don't know how well StreamYard does it, but I think uh, Streamlabs has a plugin for StreamYard, and what you could do is run audio of the call through Streamlabs, and then basically make it like another user in the Streamlabs that you bring in when you connect someone. Oh, okay. Because well, then what you would be doing is streaming into StreamYards. Just my thought. No, that, off the off I the cuff, that. what I could think of to get that to work. Because like when you say yeah. Collins, are you using like Discord chat or an actual number? I was using Skype. Skype. Oof, yeah, this is 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I have a. I, I use a, the the program I use to stream called Ecamm Live. They have a built-in Skype integration. So when I'm streaming mm. on my own feed, I'm just able to like click a button and bring the 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 viewer, the caller. I mean, right into the stream, and I can take multiple people if I need to. It just in the qualities actually everyone who has watched they make that same joke no one uses skype anymore and then they go oh shit the recording like the quality is better than other things i've used so i i use skype because it works for me all right <laughs> i it's look i as somebody who's not tech savvy i do understand skype so there's the benefit of it being like more intuitive and user-friendly in my opinion but um yeah Matt Claremont, uh, is this for you, uh, Matt? Um, yes, it is. Uh, this man knows how to take a headshot. This could be a promo for The Apprentice, says Matt Claremont with a super chat. Uh, talking Perfect about Trump's Trump mugshot, right I guess. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a great picture. It, it uh, I think one. this one is for you, Matt. It is not. Oh, okay. But I'll well, read it if then. you want. Sure. I'll yeah, because I'll, I'll take free. a uh, yeah. Rachel Atwood with a super chat for David Dole. I'm guessing. Would you consider Jeffians on as a guest? I don't know, David. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> David, you're not here to answer. Where you at, man? Yeah, the, <laughs> the name does it. The name sounds familiar, but this person's face is not coming into my brain right now. Um, but we're we're open to a but we there's a shit ton of people who we want to bring on the show so uh fuck it let's move the forest bring on Louis Farrakhan I'll join <laughs> you <laughs> wow I was like <laughs> we're gonna get controversial now uh, I don't know if I want that smoke <laughs> <laughs> don't fear the fire uh so this one is from me uh from Cosmere Dragon 2024 thank you so much that's a very very generous super chat. Every American with the ability to vote in their state's Democratic primary can vote for Marianne Williamson with literally no negative consequences. Worst case scenario, you have the option to vote for Biden again. Spread the word. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, I am going to be voting for Marianne Williamson in my Democratic Party primary because I absolutely agree with you. I think that primaries are perfectly, uh, perfectly fine. Like anyone who says that a, a primary challenger is a spoiler uh, is extremely paranoid and disingenuous. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I'll be voting for Marianne for sure. Uh, because I'm not a big Biden fan because uh, he's a neolib. Is he running again? I thought he was done. Is, did he say he's going to run again? Yeah, it's official. He is uh, He's oh, running again. It. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but it's Great, happening. So he's going to win again. God damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, so Matt, either this is for you or for David. Do you want to read it? Um, I'll read it. Uh, narrator with a super chat. 
Uh, is it for me though? Let me just make sure to, yes, it is. Uh, with a $10 super chat, I'll get excited because it is for me. As leftists, <laughs> we have to be in favor of reformation and rehabilitation for anyone when it's real. Not saying a simple apology is enough or that we should be rooting for anyone in particular. Uh, I'm assuming, um, you know, this tweet, uh, excuse me, this super chat from narrator came shortly after the Donald Trump mugshot came out. So I'm assuming this is referencing. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> 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 did no one get that i'm sorry i guess no. the joke went over no there. no i, I get it it, it. it was didn't good land. no it's right. good all right no all I, right. I think some of your 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 chat expats that have joined my chat uh thought i was being serious about louis farrakhan uh, guys uh, i'm not in a why clearly i will i will i will punch the man given the opportunity in roblox um <laughs> So no, I don't know that that was a gag. I'm sorry, but that, that is the same I'm kind of hosting. gag that we do on the show all the time. Really, are you gonna give car shit for that? We say that we say <laughs> dumb shit like that all the time. Come on, no, they're not giving me shit. Just a couple of people like, oh wow, that would be a really rough string. Guys, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. If I did, I would mute his voice and just roast him for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one is for me from uh, Chelsea Seachore. $20. My goodness. Thank you so much. That is so kind. Petition to make Carr the next leftist mafia capo. Listen, if if you call together a board vote, you know, you get you get two thirds. It's a whole thing. But uh, <laughs> if, if we do that, you can make me a made man. And the first step <laughs> to that, Chelsea, is redirecting that $20 over here. <laughs> <laughs> you learn fast. Right. <laughs> um and I've got a I have a couple more um that are out of order but they're related to car so let me get to those really quick. So uh Aww. this person here says uh November DeMarc uh, with $5 where can I find car on YouTube? So I let me make sure I still have the link. I'm going to post it one more time so people can find it. This is a link to Car's channel. Go over there and subscribe right now. This is going to be blasted on all of our channels. Uh Oh. Thank you. There are there's 1,100 people watching. I feel like we can if you all subscribed. If you're not already, you can get card of 10k tonight. So let's do it. Oh Ooh. shit! I'm gonna have to do that push goal. Do it. Damn. Do it. All yes. right. <laughs> uh, and also uh, one more from me here. Um, or actually, no, there's two more from me about car. Actually, um, so hideous lemon with two pounds says car is honestly the leftist mafia goat guest. Really, they really love you, car. Thank lots you. and lots of really good feedback here. Uh, Meng Tang uh, sent in twenty dollars. Thank you so much, Meng Tang. That's incredibly kind. And, and also, uh, nice to see you again. Meng Tang showed up to my uh, monthly Zoom call uh, last time, so I got oh, to nice. meet her, and she was awesome. Uh, please clip the car chat on addiction. My sis is in recovery, meth and black. We've been losing loved ones since kindergarten. Dad was in NA. Uh, incredibly important, and I'd love to share your voices with my normal loved ones. I'll, I'll try to remember to do that. I'm gonna. Uh, I usually clip out things the following day for the second channel. I'll try to remember to clip that out in particular because I agree that could be really helpful. Um, yeah, yeah the, I, I think so. Too. What I what I would quickly say to that because I actually lost my sister to addiction is that uh, take it one day at a time, and uh, you know just uh, tell tell them you love them because it's it's probably true and really important, and everyone loves to hear it. Don't give up on them. Yeah. The person right. you know and love is down there still. They're in there. And in there that person probably wants your help. Uh, 
they're fighting through a chemical barrier. So mm-hmm. don't give up on them. Do what you can. Obviously, operate for your safety and theirs. But yeah, no, keep pushing because people can be pulled out of it. They really, really can't. Agreed. They really, really can. Um, okay, so before we get back in order, uh, do any of you want to read your chats, Lance or Carr, if you have any I've additional I've gotten ones? more. Okay, yeah. you guys uh. chat. I joke, but you guys are yeah, go on. Uh, very, a very, very generous audience. Um, so, I just uh, want to be clear. It seems like a lot, uh, uh, most of the super chats in your, your uh, chat specifically are saying they're from my audience i want to say mine are just a little bit more uh, i have some too okay <laughs> amazing so um and this person here because listen you made a super chat so now i'm really calling you out uh anyway their name isn't a cyrillic script so i i didn't know what it was so i I said, you, you tell me how to say your name. And they said, it's Namong. And I said, Namong, your comment that Pop-Tarts are bad, uh, mm, not good. Pop-Tarts are great. <laughs> if you don't have them where you are, get them shipped from one of the lovely people here in chat. Pop-Tarts rule. Thank you for the $2, Namong. Appreciate you. Your first ever super chat. All right. Uh, oh, y'all are making me work for these names. Tonbosun uh, Oyenuga. Um, Car, can you give this to Matt? I seem to misplace this. Dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, give some love to Jeff Wiggins on TLF Plus. Here, yeah. Uh, what is TLF? Uh, sorry, memories eroded by alcohol. What is TLF? I don't know. Oh. Oh, I will give some love to Jeff Wiggins. I don't know who that is. Uh, here. Friendly neighborhood Schneiderman. Hey, patron with the uh, super chat as well. Solidarity. Can't wait to see you back to making videos. I know. I know. Schneiderman, was that your first super chat? Holy crap. Thank you. Um, I think I know him. Long time patron. Pretty awesome. oh, he, he fights he a lot of baddies and, online. Yeah. And long, 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 long time supporter. Uh, I, love oh, how, I, I love how Carr's apparently receiving all these first-time Super Chats from our viewers, which means that they've been watching us for who knows how long. have been like, yeah, this ain't worth shit. And then all of a sudden, they watch Carr for one episode, and they're like, take my money. Here you go. <laughs> I said a long time ago at the beginning that uh, melanin is a superpower. Y'all are just getting up to my level. Get some sunlight. <laughs> Pluvius, $10. And one for you, sir. I think a lot of the left-failing men thing is that the right was actively radicalizing young men into fascism a couple of years before there was a strong left presence online. Yeah, that definitely plays a role. But I also, guys, you got to remember, you have to remember, the right's message is way easier to convey. Bigotry's mm-hmm. easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't even finding... really need a message to convey. Even you could just get yeah. mad at someone, blame someone just for all your being problems. Yeah. Angry and saying you need to make the system work for you within the system is an easy message. Like, and and this is not some masterful understanding that I'm flexing. Many YouTubers have pointed this out. The, I didn't know this person was controversial, but Ian Danskin, uh, creator of the the alt right playbook, has gone over this ad nauseum. Right. Uh, it, it, and I've gone over this now that I think about it. Right. Like it, it's they are riding behind a really easy message. Uh, Myla Reason, two dollars. Is David Bess on your radar? 
know. I don't know who that is, but I'm happy for recommendations. So link some some shit in the doobly doer in the chat for me. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. There's a few more that are literally coming in while I'm reading. Because uh, nice. they're just really wanting to stick it to Matt's chat. Ten dollars <laughs> from Andrew S. Shout out to Car from Matt's chat. Thank you. You you, you found you, you you actually did send that chat to the right place. Thank you, Andrew. Thomas Ford, five dollars. Nice to see someone from Ohio in the commentary sphere. Love from Kent in the Northeast. Ooh, Kent, four down in Kent, Ohio. Crazy. Um, uh, two dollars from the Matt Mercy from the Blue Sky Monster of the Week. Much love. You know, uh, if you've got any pull over there, tell them to approve my application. That'd be cool. Uh, Chelsea Secord. Last, the last name has a hard C. Thank you. Thank you for the $20, Chelsea C. Cord. Not, you know, hard C. Uh, let's see. Uh, Silly Boo, $10. Hi, this is my first live stream with the Leftist Mafia. I am from Dave's audience. Yeah, fuck Dave. All my homies hate Dave. Thank you, Silly Boo, for sticking around with me. Dave I guess that means line. I'm your homie because uh, no one hates him more than me. No, <laughs> Uh, Venetia David. Uh, no, we, we love Dave. Dave's a, a, a valued fellow Dave content too. creator and uh, is very, very good and professional at what he does. Um, Venetia David, five pounds. I mean, he's got to be doing something right. He's got the biggest audience of all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, right? He's unfairly got too many talents first of all he's very very good public speaker secondly he's got killer production values thirdly why does he get to be handsome and have those first two things not even fair like Mm -hmm. you don't get to have those first two things and be good looking fucking dave um yeah venetia david for the five pounds we really need to stop teasing matt and giving away his super chats it was his birthday yesterday thank you <laughs> for celebrating That's matt's true, birthday actually. with me venetia happy birthday again oh, thank you I appreciate uh, cut, it. cutthroat juggalo five dollars love you guys love you too man um verna rochelle uh five dollars the rational national who is that among you who's the rational national is that mike it's david dole That's me Oh, no, you you should have went along with it. God damn it, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. For a second, I thought you forgot who you were, actually. Uh, the Rational National sent me. Hope to see you again, Carr. I hope to see you and all of the Rational National's followers again. You know, check out my uh, scripted videos. They're far better than whatever the hell this is that I'm doing. So um, thank you, guys. Um, and uh, thank you. Uh, holy shit, is that Lost Sue in chat? What's up? Indigenous brethren, how are you? Anyway, go ahead, guys. <laughs> he has awesome, no lawsuit. Awesome. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. All right, I recommend him every chance I get. Uh, Derek Ooh, R. Wait, with I don't know who not is. pity. Who's lawsuit? Uh, he's a Twitch streamer, indigenous, uh, spelt uh, lost s i o u x. Twitch.tv slash lost s i o u x. If you want to go, I'll, I'll have to Follow check him out. Indigenous streamer awesome. and activist. Yeah, I'll check him out too. Very yeah. level-headed. Love very, it. very smart. And uh, very kind, too. Very kind guy knows his shit, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Love talking to him. Uh, Derek Gar with the two dollars, not pity your great Lance. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the pity. Nicholas Bridges with the five dollars, Lance. Uh, get a Jordy Peterman supervillain tuxedo. I, if I could afford it, I'm assuming those things are probably disgustingly expensive. If, if I if I know suits, which I don't. 
The Last Disciple with the $5. Lance, any indie news, wrecks, or tubers that cover more Canadian poly as opposed to the Rebel uh, News Oxygen in the room? Uh, in terms of indie news, I mean, uh, Canada Land, it's a little libby, but uh, it does cover a ton. It's probably the biggest podcast, I think, out of Canada. Uh, the Parallel 49 podcast by Rob Rousseau is a little more extreme left-leaning if you're looking for, for that instead um and the the content coverage uh chill goblin uh does uh does good uh does good content coverage uh, of that as well and then uh dark native uh spelt with an eight so n8v uh does really good indigenous coverage uh in, in canada as well uh the matt mercy with the five dollars from mike texas is more winnable than ohio or florida with the economically left candidate uh, i prefer sorry it's cutting off Probably could have boosted Abbott if Bet on my stork didn't cock block me. And Mike, I don't know if that means anything to you. That was... Uh, yeah. Who who sent it in? Uh, the Matt Mercy. The Matt Mercy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I I think that in terms of like what's more in play, I honestly do think that Texas has a bigger chance of going blue than Florida at this point. Um, it's just a matter of like when that's going to happen and. How much voter suppression is going to keep people off the ballot? So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it is coming. Uh, Cutthroat Juggalo with $5. Love you guys. Thanks, Cutthroat, for for donating in everyone's chat. That's very, very generous of you. And uh, Venetia David with the five pounds. Thank you so much. Is this Matt's stream? Anyways, love you, Lance. Oh, thank you so much for giving me <laughs> Matt's money. Uh, that's the greatest gift of all is, is giving anyone else uh, a donation that should be otherwise going to Bender. So that's so funny. People I love, love the, the chat to car. The one that, hey, everybody, let's be nice to Bender. <laughs> that was so fucking good. That, that's great, you guys. But uh, and realistically, though, if there happened to be, do, do you think um, did, does David like leave it this running on his stream? Yeah. So, OK, yeah, it's on rational right national now. folks, you yeah. know, daddy's asleep. So send Send it this way <laughs> and to the assembled trust as well. And Prairie Fire, thank you for the two dollars. I appreciate that. Hey, Kowalski. Okay, so uh let's see here. This is gonna either be for David or Matt. It is for uh me. Tokyo Hans with a super chat. Uh Sam's daughter using her father's clout to interview big stars, right? That's absolutely what she did. And you know what? I would do the same if I had a dad who had connections. <laughs> uh, and then we've got two of these. And by the way, uh, when I say connections and clout, we're talking about in the Sam Cedar vein of <laughs> letting her daughter, his daughter interview David Cross for her own private, non-existent show, actually. She didn't have a show. She just wanted to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually really cute, though. Uh, we got two of these messages. Uh, they're blank, but the message is in their name. ACAB includes tone police. I totally agree. That's, that's good. Um, okay, and then we have another one here, either going to be for you or uh, David, Matt. So feel free to read it. It is for uh, me. Oh, look at that. Also, I want to shout out Tokyo Hans gave out five... Uh, uh gift memberships to my channel at youtube.com um 
I don't even know how to say this. The Leopardixels Wondrous Musings with a $10 super chat. Speaking about indigenous issues, is there an update about Hawaii governor threatening instating a ban on predatory land purchases of disaster areas impacted by the wildfire? I have not even, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that he did, um, or he said that they went too far when it came to giving indigenous Hawaiians water rights back. Like, that's not the phrasing. I'm paraphrasing it, of course, but um, it's very, very fucked up right now, currently. Um, yeah, I don't know with regard to this particular issue, though, personally. It wouldn't surprise me, though. He's a terrible, terrible governor. Uh, I'm assuming this is for Matt. Is it? Uh, DSG Goodbar with a $5 super chat. Hey, Matt, hope your B-Day was good. Sadly, lost two wrestlers recently, Terry Funk yesterday, and earlier oh, it was no. reported that Bray Wyatt died at age 36. Rest in peace. Yeah, I That's just young. saw this. We, I no. was just talking. Are you a wrestling fan? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear? I just, just broke. I, I Triple that. H broke the news a few hours ago on Twitter. Like I never have time to check news anymore. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Bray Wyatt, um, Bray Wyatt who man. literally just earlier this year, Undertaker did a angle with Bray Wyatt, literally passing the torch to him as like the next generation of like the horror wrestler character. Uh, mm. Passed away. Um, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, uh, a great journalist who covers wrestling. Um, he reported with uh, permission from the family that um, Bray's been off TV for a few months now. And what ended up, people were wondering why that was. And there was all sorts of rumors. He got COVID earlier this year after, you know, I guess after we last saw him on TV. I'm not sure when that was, February, March, maybe April. I'm not sure when. Um, and his and the COVID um, caused an existing heart condition he had to, to, to flare up again. Oh my and God. in recent weeks, there was news that he was actually on the, you know, he was recovering and there was talk that maybe he would make a comeback by the end of the year. And then suddenly today, apparently he had a heart attack and died. Jesus. Um, 36 years old. That's a year um, older than me. It's a, yeah, that's a year younger than me. Um, and I just turned 37 yesterday. That's um, my age. I mean, I mean, just yesterday we were talking about how, you know, because Terry Funk died, who's like a, a wrestling legend. I, and I mentioned Absolute how, like, you know, yeah. And I mentioned, though, that Terry Funk had said, but, you know, he died at the age of 79, which is um, considered young. I mean, old, old, excuse me, old for a wrestler. I mean, yeah, it's probably, you know, in the age range of how people you, you know normally live for. But for a wrestler, that's very old. And here's an example of that. Just one day later, um, Bray Wyatt, uh, one of the big wrestling stars who was going to be probably the future of WWE, uh, uh, has passed away at the age of 36, suddenly um, due to complications from COVID. Um, the really crazy part is he was in a group called the Wyatt family with two other people. Um and the other one of the other people in his group, Luke Harper, um, also known as Brody Lee, he passed away in December of 2020, suddenly at the age of 41, uh, not COVID related at all. The family was very clear about that when it happened because they didn't want conspiracy theories to fly, which we will undoubtedly, unfortunately, see about Bray Wyatt now. And uh, I hope the wrestling 
the very large wrestling community is ready to uh he's from a this... whole family of them isn't he yeah his father is the infamous uh wrestler irs uh erwin r shyster um also his known as grandfather Mike was blackjack wasn't he yes his um his was his grandfather or his uncle his whole family is um uh in wrestling his brother is uh the wrestler bo dallas who uh i think many people believe to be uh the 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 character that was portray he was the one portraying uncle howdy who was involved who was a, a character involved with bray wyatt before he disappeared from tv um this is like a this is a, a gonna be a, a big deal in the wrestling world that that bray wyatt passed on um the rock has already tweeted about it um his his wife he met his wife uh she was a uh a tough enough which was like a wrestling reality show competitor and uh she ended up getting hired by the WWE as a ring announcer her name is jojo i forget what her last name is and they met and they got married they have kids um it's good it's this is gonna be this is this is this is sad no that's a shockwave for sure yeah. that 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 hurts because he was he was decent like right. You know, he, he he had the personality and and the stage presence, oh, and he had the Rebecca. mic skills. Rebecca, Hello. hey going? guys, I am so sorry. I am so sorry to our guest. I apologize for just popping in like that. That's terrible. This is terrible. I went to sleep for thirty minutes and I put my alarm clock on. <laughs> and I was, and so many people work. in chat being like, "What happened to Rebecca? Where is she?" <laughs> I know, and I know it was just terrible. I went to sleep for like. 30 i said okay i'm gonna do 30 minutes put the alarm clock on and that was my life <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I was like david i need, i guess i needed the rest and yeah uh, i apologize and so very relatable yeah, yeah. but you hopefully you feel better at least right i feel like we're all tired after yesterday's stream it was i'm not yeah. <laughs> well you're you're not normal matt i, I do this I'm all day like it ain't stuff. nothing yeah. I, I, I can i could I yeah could i'm exhausted two back-to-back -back streams is is a lot no that's I, i'm just glad that you're okay uh rebecca just because whenever like we don't hear for someone i always worry a little bit just like the uncle in me uh, but like you know but I yeah that, it. no that's it's good that you got sleep yeah, uh, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, it is the, I'm, "Are these people still on?" And then, <laughs> of course, they dropped just the reading. Trump photo without me on there, running my mouth. This is absolutely <laughs> absurd. <laughs> I apologize. I am so sorry. No, no, that's cool. It, it uh, works out. They brought me on, and I and, talk too damn much, so that's no, why it'll that. run. It'll keep running. So I love as long that. As I love that. Thing. And I, I didn't mean to. Like I didn't even mean to pop on and do like that but you know what's funny i'm uh, bender was like rebecca you should get on okay well i'm gonna get on okay <laughs> yes on. it's better for it too <laughs> um so we're just basically reading super chats and kind of like just shooting the shit here before we continue though i did want to highlight this really quick um so this is ole's editor uh aaron and so he's sharing his GoFundMe here. It says, rare serious moment for me. My dad recently lost his second leg oh. and now has no legs. Trying to get gonna, him an accessible vehicle for him to be able to be active and live how he wants instead of bound to a chair. Anything helps. Now, Ole shared this out. Um, this is her editor slash uh, right-hand man, as she says. Um, yeah, and he could really use the help. Great leftist, also great person. So, you know, please consider... I will so put a funny. link in the chat 
um, or excuse me, in the description box when this is like a video on demand. But uh, please, if you can, send Aaron a couple of bucks just because, you know, it's I hate to see this not get the attention it, deserve, it deserves. So I just wanted to spotlight that. Okay, so oh. uh, without further ado, okay, let me see where we are. Uh, okay, so I think we're here, and I believe this is mine. This is from Kaylee O'Hara. Bittersweet day today. And thank you for the $5, Kaylee. Bittersweet day today. We got Trump's mugshot, but we lost Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, I think I think that like this is one of those guys that I think um, a lot of people are going to be familiar with because he's one of those wrestlers that transcended just wrestling. Like he was mm -hmm. definitely like hitting his like mainstream. Certainly, you know how like he's not going to be John Cena or someone, but everyone knows the Undertaker. Everyone knows mm -hmm. Ric Flair. Like wrestlers who didn't break into the mainstream like The Rock or Stone Cold, but still got big enough where everyone, even outside of wrestling, knows who they are. This guy, you know, he was, he was, uh, and he had a, a long career ahead of himself, too. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, friends, I, I have to, I have to use this to, to bow out. My dog has been wanting me to walk him. I have to take him out oh. now. He's Bye, just staring Lance. at me right now. So, Take care, yeah. Lance. Lance, thank you for bringing me on. Uh, it was so much I fun really to have you here, Carl. And yeah, thank you for having Carl on, channel, Lance. This is a, yeah. a, a great for me to see it. I didn't even get to feel the I'm embarrassed. This Phil, is Phil and Rebecca on everything. That, that oh <laughs> so I, I came what? on and I called them slurs for two hours. That's what happened. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's you know what though? You all know me. I can let's let's start from the beginning. Two hours rewind. Let's do it all over again. <laughs> I, you're crazy. Just like David said, you are not human. Like, He's not human. This is ridiculous. Like how? How? Yeah. I, okay. I I mentioned this earlier, but I I jumped off like fairly late last night when um when Matt was still talking to the caller. And then later on, I, I checked to see if he was still online, and, and Matt was still talking to the same caller. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I ended up going. I ended up going four hours last night. Yeah, it was a long stream. Yeah, he and, and look, the debate I, was I only two hours. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was so ready to do my um to drop my uh, first stream on my page. You know, you guys got mm. me through a thousand already, so that's good. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I got, I, nice. got, I got to a thousand and I was like, okay, tonight is the night. I'm about to stream on my page. We about to do Trump. <laughs> we about to, you know, we about to go in. We got things to talk about. Okay. We have things to discuss. Yes. And I said, let me just, I'm, okay. I just got off of work. <laughs> yeah, I know I got to work, work, you know, with my situation. So I'm like, I got to keep working. So I'm like, let me just lay my head down. I got five minutes with the uh, alarm on. We're going to do 30 minutes. I don't even feel like my alarm went off. The disrespect. <laughs> Or it, I, I, I don't know. Siri <laughs> didn't do what she was supposed to do. Absolutely. I yeah, blame it on I never trust the AI. So Siri has done me wrong sometimes where I set an alarm and it doesn't go off and I do oversleep. So uh, you are right to blame her. But either way, I think your body was just letting you know that like you you need this. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I'm embarrassed. So I'm like, resistance. girl, you done been on this show one minute. Okay. You ain't come nah. last week. And now this week, I like, I, why would I sleep through my alarm? And I woke up and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be time to just like put some makeup on, get on the show. Nope. It's 11. Ele Y'all know I be gone past 11. <laughs> Y'all know at 11, I'm like, see ya, love ya, mean it. I'm out of here. <laughs> so. 
Well, I mean, you you don't have to stay super late just because you you know you slept. No, long. and I'm not. But but you know, if if Matt said to pop in, I appreciate it. Matt, now tell me about your birthday. I know yesterday was your birthday. Mm -hmm. I like to say that when it's like somebody's birthday in the middle of the week, especially it's your birthday week. Like it's your yeah. week. Yeah, it's that's your holiday. Mm -hmm. So. What, that's how we're going to do it up because I didn't take off yesterday because it's a, it's a Wednesday. I don't want to. That's not you worth a that. day off, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so, you know, the, the kids woke me up in the morning, my four year old and eight year old. They got me a birthday card. Uh, you know, the family sent the texts and some Venmos from the, the siblings and the parents and the aunts. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I worked, uh, you know, did my regular job and then did the debate stream. Uh, oh, before that. The, uh, the, the, we got uh, one of my favorite meals for dinner, the Korean uh, uh, fried chicken from uh, Banchan, which is a great place. Um, and uh, then they got me a cake with no chocolate on it because I am not a fan of chocolate, as you I'm not know. a fan of chocolate either. I'm a chocolate girl, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I know I taste good because mosquitoes love me, but <laughs> I, I, I am not a fan of chocolate. I love yeah, chocolate. Like, like I like specific types of chocolate. Like I'm not a fan of chocolate ice cream, but I do like Rocky Road ice cream because the addition of the marshmallows oh. and the the peanuts, mm -hmm. I guess, balance mm -hmm. it out. Uh, I said earlier how my favorite Pop Tart flavor was indeed the chocolate chip flavor. Even though, again, I'm. But other than that, I don't like straight up chocolate. I don't like any sort of uh, chocolate candy or not a big chocolate guy. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, so out of a, we had a, a non chocolate cake. And uh, yeah, I guess this weekend we'll uh, do something. Probably end up going to like uh, a theme park, a local theme park with the the kids. Do some yeah, you told us. I was like, dang. So you're not gonna throw the kids somewhere and then go enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> go enjoy your birthday as a grown grown man. You just gonna you're gonna take the kids. And I said, if that's what being a parent looks like, them kids could go. <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm more power to you if you like roller coasters. It turns out my legs are too long to really fit on them anymore. How tall are you? Mm. Six foot six. Oh, oh, wow. You don't look that tall. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm I guess, sitting down. Yeah, I, re I realize <laughs> that. So, but I guess the like, camera angle. I mean, people, people actually thought for a long time that I was taller than I am simply because they have always seen me sitting down. I'm, I'm a whole... I'm more than a, a foot shorter than you. <laughs> right. So, like, uh, I, the camera so angle here, I have to... Hmm? No, you're over six feet. Matt, you're over six feet. Oh, no, I said I'm more than a foot shorter than him. I'm, I'm oh, five. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm between... Oh, I'm between... I'm, I'm, I'm roughly between 5'4 and 5'5. Five five. I'm short. Oh, oh I'm taller wow. than you. I'm a tall girl. I'm 5'7". So. I'm 5'7", so. too. We're the same. Also, <laughs> yeah. And for a man, that's like... You know, they consider pretty... that short, mm -hmm. but for a woman, it's I'm Amazon, especially when I wear heels. I'm mm -hmm. looking over everybody. It, it's <laughs> nice. I can point out male pattern baldness before most people realize it's coming. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> you, you know, like due to my stream setup, I have to kind of have my camera over this 22 inch monitor right in front of me. So it's going to have a slight downward tilt which I guess diminishes me a little bit, but uh, yeah. And, and I only have to do that. So people don't see the absolute catastrophe of the mess of this office. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm six foot six, uh, 350 pounds. So I, I'm a lot of human being in one package for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
size 16 shoes too those are fun to shop for oh wow shaquille o'neal that's what you're giving so did you ever play basketball this is so racist did you ever play basketball incidentally no i bucked the trend in junior high i did play basketball but was terrible at it um because i can't jump all that well i'm flat-footed uh so i actually did i was a varsity wrestler in high school in addition to also uh playing football i did that played football big black dude played football so you know i lived up to the reputation there but uh yeah um basketball never did much for me Okay. People ask me that at least twice a day, though. So that's yeah. Good. Mm. I, um, me and my brother, I go hiking um, weekly. And my brother was here with um, his best friend. They're both, like, over six feet. And um, we were hiking in a predominantly white area. <laughs> and this, and we always do that. It's um, Kennesaw Mountain. And they, we were going up. And white people just kept staring. And I'm like, what are they staring at? I come here all the time. What is they the just problem? do that. And they, they, one guy was like, huh. And my little brother was like, why is he laughing? And then he stops and he says, so what position are you? Like what in basketball, football, you're a big guy. You're a big guy. And then he's, he's standing in between my brother and his best friend and looking up at them, big guys, you don't want to waste that. <laughs> so what position are you? My little brother, he's rude. So he just looks at him and walks away. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you do that. He's like, because I don't appreciate when white folks just walk up to me and like, like fawn over my height, my bigness, like, and tell me what position do I play in a sport? So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's yeah. what you look like you play a sport. Like I, I figure just get real crude with it. You know, people walk up, <laughs> Oh, what position do you play? I don't know. Whichever one your wife wants. Oh, my, that's good. <laughs> I should, I need to write that down for my little brother to tell, to tell the people. <laughs> that's good. Um, well, real quick though, um, somebody did ask earlier, Rebecca, what our favorite pop tarts were. Um, okay. So we have yeah, to have you weigh in, of course. Input. So, ooh, you know, this could get you I'm, canceled. It's very, very. Uh, it's a, a divisive heated, thing here. Yeah. So I said I didn't like chocolate earlier. Pop tarts is something that, right? When I was little, I just liked because it was um, societal logic so now that i'm older that i ain't gonna lie to y'all sweets does something to my it just it don't it don't it don't do what it used to do okay i'm the same way but if i I do yeah if i was gonna if i was gonna pop a tart okay it would be oreos because i can dip it in milk and Mm. i don't even like chocolate but when i douse it where it's just like I can I can work with it. Mm, so it would, be, it would be an Oreo Pop Tart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does. What you said resonates with me because the older I get, the less that my body can tolerate sugar. Even if I love it and I love Pop Tarts, I just yeah. yeah. It's, it <sighs> Insulin gets me. hard to come by. <laughs> right? Yeah. It. Yeah, you know the body doesn't work the way it used to. Uh, no. Unless you're Matt then you're just superhuman. I love um, like things that are like. During 2020, y'all, you know, it was COVID and everybody was in, you would just like all these um, quick wash places for like car washes that were popping up on every single corner. You're here. There's a gas station car wash. There's a car wash at the gas station, but then there's a standalone quick car wash everywhere. Right. The same thing was happening with the um, and that was just coming out in 2020 um, and here where I stay. And then the same thing was happening with crab leg spots um like the juicy crab the crusty crab the crab crab 
What part of the country that? are you in? It was, <laughs> it was, I'm um, Georgia. So uh, Atlanta and outside of Atlanta, Atlanta and outside of Atlanta. So Metro Atlanta as well. Um, it was just crab legs everywhere. And I thought, let me go try it. You know, I went to one place called the Juicy Crab in Atlanta and y'all, I lived there, but what it was doing to me, what it was making my body feel like when I had to get up and go run, I was Ooh. slow. Mm. The salt was killing me. And then I went to go get my checkup. My doctor was like, girl, what are you eating now? What's, what's changing your diet? <laughs> and I was like, girl, I'm eating crab legs every day, <laughs> every day. And they, were, and they were doing like a sale. Crab legs are so expensive, but they were like, come on down to the Juicy Crab. You get two um, king crab legs for like five bucks. Questionable in Georgia, because there ain't no beach right here. But I was going to get it. Okay, I was going to eat it. And I had to stop because the salt in that food the, it was killing me it was mm -hmm. like i was slow i was tired it was not good for me. it's too much iodine it, there's a lot of naturally occurring iodine there and it will just mess you up yeah it wasn't good for me like, i wouldn't know that i was just like this is so good and over there's a difference from the juicy crab in atlanta and the juicy crab in kennesaw in kennesaw they they lower the salt <laughs> like they make it a little more mm. bland and i'm like where is the salt I need the salt. Give me the salt. <laughs> and I would go down to Atlanta and I would, and then I would see everybody in this big old cafeteria. It's like a cafeteria, y'all. They're just eating and they're slinging like the, the, have y'all seen what is it? They clone Tyrone or whatever it is on Netflix. Oh no. Yeah. I saw, I want to see it though. So there's a part where they got all the black folks like eating chicken and it's like a whole thing. That's how I felt with the crab legs. It was like, we were mm. all eating crab legs. Like it, like a year before, we weren't really eating crab legs like like that. It was like, okay, we'll eat crab legs every now and again, unless you live like in the Caribbean or, you know, by the water. But we just started literally out of nowhere eating crab legs. And it was messing with my um my health. Mm. So, yeah. Gosh. Uh, girls, I, hmm? It's just, as I feel like as soon as you hit like 25, then your body is just like, you can't do what you used to. Um, you know, your knees is cracking your, your arms. Yeah, no, you, you feel that come up. It's yeah. real fast. It's just like, Hey, remember when you used to like drink all night, get two hours of sleep, go work 10 hours, come home, eat a can of tuna and some bologna in your fridge mm -hmm. and then do it all again. Cause you just felt invincible and you just shook off everything. What happened if now you just felt every bone in your body? Mm-hmm. And you did, you sneeze too hard, and now you're sore. Ooh. Like recently, for me, because like yeah, you know, I, I played college uh, college football, and so I, I'm I'm decently strong, and I'm really big, and so I was at a just a casual pool get together with uh, my family and some friends, and my I'm just relaxing in the pool, wanting my arthritis that I have at the age of 35 to not hurt so much, and thank you football, and. My family's like, oh, let's dunk dad. And I'm like, let's not. And obviously no one person can do that. Uh, just two weeks. So then they get the harebrained idea for all three of them to come at me at once, mom and the two kids, to try and dunk me. And I did win, even having to body slam my son, 21-year-old son, in the water. And then for the next two weeks, I'm just like, the hell did I do to my shoulder? 
and, and that's what happens. You 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 make a mistake. You fuck around. You find out with you your body after twenty five. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm used know, to being outside and like right. I I had this whole plan right before the pandemic. I had concerts to go to. I had oh. this. I mean, I said I'm doing it. I had outfits. That was my body was at its best. I literally just got boobs because I turned 30. It was the whole thing. And I I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And then the pandemic came, y'all. It was terrible. I had just turned 30. And the food wasn't hitting like it should. I was sleeping later. The way that I became an alcoholic, I was, it was, de- I was depressed. I had got depression at the time, too. And, but the way that I was drinking, I would, my best friend and me, I would put her just to feel like I had somebody. I would put her on FaceTime, and then I'd be like, "Girl, take a wine glass, girl. It's so <laughs> crazy." What we became like? Did you guys drink as much during the beginning of the pandemic? We cleaned our liquor cabinet out within the first like month or so. I was just so distraught. Yeah. Uh, well, and part of it was that like I lost my dad, and then COVID hit a week later, so oh, it was like so a bunch weird. of things. But yeah, we cleaned our liquor cabinet out. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Matt, did you drink? Mm-hmm. I never. I don't drink at all. That is such a like. Wow, I'm jealous, impressive. I'm place now I'm able to. I've I had to work on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was like, no, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. My name is Rebecca, and in 2020, I was an alcoholic. And no, seriously, I drank, and it took me a while to. Um, stop. I had to do the fasting, like the 21 mm. days, like, and I had to do multiple because I would anything because of depression and I have anxiety really bad. And because mm. of that, anything it was just triggering. I was so lonely. I went through a terrible breakup and I couldn't get to my family. It was really, right. really bad. I just moved to the middle of nowhere and it was just terrible. And so like it was, um, I drank so much, but now I'm able to control that. But before it was like, you see a drink, you better drink it. Go to the store. Everybody was at the the liquor stores was making mad money. Like, oh, yeah. oh yes, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because like prior to that, you know, I was always a social drinker. I I like to party, and it was just like, okay, fuck, you're just sitting at home with nothing to do. Wake up every day, feed the dogs. Just sit in my backyard with all my dogs, and and just like. For the longest time, I was strictly like a vodka guy. And then I'm just like, you know what? I live right here next to it. What's this bourbon thing all about? And I'm like, hey, over some ice? This is aight. Wow. And so it'll be like 11 a.m., feed the dogs, let them outside sitting there. You know, that new sun coming up. And I'm just like, yeah, this is the life. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, drinking is look. the, The pretense has been dropped. Post COVID lockdowns, day drinking is on the table. Yeah. Uh, smoking a cigar every day is on the table. Okay. Like, not on your day off, not getting dressed is on the table. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I had never in my life walked into my backyard in just my boxers. COVID yeah. lockdown. Oh, hell yeah. I'm out there at my flat top grill cooking eggs and bacon for breakfast. I'm just like, well, you know, I don't live in your life. I mean, what else can you do during the pandemic? Like, it was so miserable. I, I did that and started a YouTube channel. 
<laughs> yeah. And and I got back on my show. Like COVID got me back to doing my show. Um oh. I I was only out for less than a year. Um I said, I am leaving politics. I'm tired of it. People are crazy. This space is whack. <laughs> I ain't doing it no more. I can't. And I was like, let for my this was my first corporate um job that I worked in. Hmm. Uh, and I went in there and I like to dress up. I like to put it on. Okay. And so when I walked in there, they were like, you don't, you don't have to dress like that. And I was offended immediately. I said, no, I can't do this job anymore. I, I, I'm out of here. I can't do it, but I needed the job. So, um, uh, but I was gonna, I was like literally gonna quit. Cause I'm like, I'm out of here. The pandemic came. And then I, it taught me that this whole time we were able to work from home and the way right. that the corporate jobs i started a whole like revolution at a job so that's why I, I i'm not meant for the for the offices i was like you know what are what do you guys have in place um there are older people in here uh the cdc just said me reading the cdc just said 50 or more people cannot be in a small space this is cubicle bar we do with miss ethel over there who is concerned about her health because of the CDC also said if a person is above a certain age, they should be home. How about this pregnant woman over here? What are we doing with her? What like, what do you guys have in place? And I'm like, can we send an email? They sent out an email and they were like, can we not, um, we, can we not alert and alarm the office with false information? I got up and I said <laughs> this office, I said, this is not false information. This is literally information that is coming from the I was like doing the whole thing. Walked out, never went back into the office, kept my job, kept my job. Wow. But I was like, um, it's like it really showed me that all of those rules and regulations that these corporate jobs try to put on people, um, just to keep them hours and hours away, days. You don't see your kid, you see your kid for a few hours in the morning and then at night to kiss them goodnight and put them into bed and the school and everybody else gets to see your kid while you're staying yeah. in a cubicle farm and really you can do this work from home. They want to make you feel like it's a privilege to work from home. They wanted mm -hmm. to make you feel like, you know, you have to work. I knew a woman at the place who worked there for 21 years doing the same exact thing, the same exact thing did and, and um, talked about how she didn't get to see her kids. And she said, during the pandemic, she got an opportunity to start over with her grandchildren. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was, um, it, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. And I, th oh, yeah. I was really hoping that it would radicalize some people. First of all, I know a number of people, it opened their eyes as like, it, you know, well, definitely the government people, not exactly is giving them unemployment yeah. that's the more way. than what a lot of them made. And the employer's sitting here saying, oh, boo the government, making people not want to come back to work. It's just like, you know, you could pay me more, motherfucker. And yep. just realizing that you haven't had any time to just sit and connect with your family. You know, mm -hmm. I sat. I had never had an Instagram account. And I didn't do a proper Instagram account because I think selfies are stupid. But... I opened one up just to post all the food me and my kid made together. Oh, you know, so I had never made cinnamon rolls before, and I just made the most sinful, delectable cinnamon rolls ever. Tried my hand at making my own pizza dough from scratch, and and you know, just lots of cooking, lots and lots of cooking and baking. Made my own donuts. 
Oh, shit nice. that we just don't have so you were time a baker. to do. Well, I like food, which my size should be a clue. Uh, and it's Again, just like you're a sitting bunch down. Of... You, you look like uh, you, who knows? You look like yeah, the, like you look average like... dude. Well, okay. Here, let's let's do a test then. One of you two gentlemen, stand up in your, from your seat and see how high up the camera. <laughs> do goes. it. Well, that, that doesn't really work either, I guess, because uh, I'm really close to the camera, you know? Yeah, okay. But here's the thing, right? Oh. oh okay, there's a much bigger difference. Like, I can just yeah. say hello like this, and you can't. But you're still, yeah. And, okay. yeah, and you're still, wow, Matt, and you're far you're away from the guy. camera, too. Matt, I'm, you're I'm, 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 I'm skinny, too, yeah. Short. I, I think I'm. I, uh, I feel I think... like I, I need like a uh, a frame of reference, like 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 here's a game controller in my mm. hand. Oh. So. Is that a PS2 no, controller? No. It's doesn't a really, Logitech yeah, really PC do controller. Oh, really okay. do it's hard to. It's hard to. That, that's like yeah, whatever. Okay. It's like Andre the Giant holding that beer can, you know. Well, look is how that, tiny wait, you look on, compared on. to the is dog. It, is your dog? Wait, a, hold on. Is your dog? This is a great dog. Dane. It's a great Dane. Okay. Oh. This dog is 120 pounds. Oh my god. This dog can put its paws on my shoulders. Your dog looks like oh. my dog. You have a great oh. Dane too, Matt. I know. I have a Catahoula. Don't even know they have, this, is, they have the same. They have the same like <laughs> leopard spots that your dog has. Yeah. Now Are you I, sure your I, dog's I not also a Catahoula? No, no, he is a Great Dane with a um, a dark blue merle coat. But no, he is a AKC papered uh, purebred Great Dane. Mike, oh. you have a dog. Oh yes, I have two. Yeah, they're two they little. Big? Uh, they're two loaves of bread. One is a pug. One, the other is a French bulldog. I can see oh you with those dogs. I can go see you. It's with the little dogs. football dogs. I can see. I can see Mike with those dogs, though. I don't have. I want one. The, during the pandemic, you know, they was just throwing dogs on the what? side um, at PetSmart. Like what? people would be like selling dogs, selling dogs, selling dogs. One dog going, going dog going for. And I'm like, let me go pick a dog up. And then they were doing those special days where you can adopt a dog for free. And uh. I was like, okay, let me go in. And then I would look at them. So cute. This is my dog, and you can see why I think you your dog looks like uh, my dog. Mm -hmm. You can hold on. Let me see if I can. Is your dog a baby? Yeah, he is. He's oh. uh, eight eight months old. Well, I, they they have some similar yeah. features, facial features. But what you got to understand is that like different coat colors are are things that can be like shared from different breeds. Like for instance, my right. neighbors have a purebred pit that also is a Dark blue merle, like a mm. uh, dark blue merle uh, color, and they actually look very similar, like their family members, despite the fact that you know he's three times her size. Mm -hmm. so, the pug is mostly, you... I see, the pug is no, mostly decorative. Here, here, take it, Jesus. <laughs> Dogs are, I feel like they're babies forever, and oh, yeah, um, this one so is. I, I looked at the, I looked at the dog in the cage, and I was like. Man, I would love for you to come home with me. Don't connect because I'm going to leave you here. Um, but wow. I just wanted to take it, but I'm like, I have to. I wasn't in the right mental space, too. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, I have Them to. The intrusive thoughts be strong. I got to walk it, I got to feed mm -hmm. it every day. And I got to, what, who's going to watch the dog when I go out of town or whatever? And dogs can be expensive, right? Oh, and yeah. So, yeah. Especially I, if you I have like medical emergencies, like my dog. Extremely expensive. He he likes to eat 
everything. And so, like, he swallowed a squeaker from a toy, and that was a $2,000 vet bill. They had to surgically remove the squeaker from his gut. Oh, my goodness. Which dog was this? This was my pug, uh, Poopy. He's the one who I always have on the camera in the streams. Pugs He he just turned 10. Pugs are trouble. Every pug I've known has been trouble. Yeah, well, the reason why I got a pug was because uh, in our apartment, they didn't allow dogs. But... Pugs are pugs are a like, dog, Mike. You can pugs sneak dog. them in easier because they're not as. I know what active. you're saying. What did you but... shove them in a backpack? No, <laughs> listen. When you can sneak a dog in, I know what you're saying, Mike. Because my neighbors, yep. I know they ain't paying that. I, but they got tiny <laughs> dogs in there that be barking, and I'm like, I know they ain't paying that bill. I know they ain't caught this this dog in yeah. extra. You know what's funny is he. So he doesn't ever bark unless it's at the TV. But like our landlord actually showed up, and my husband just like held him. And like mm-hmm. he was just quiet the whole time. Didn't even see. Like the like the landlord just kind of like walked in and left. But I'm like, oh my god, I hope he doesn't bark. Didn't bark oh. a single time. So like oh. he's very easy to sneak in. And so that's why we got a pug was because like we really wanted a dog. But you know we like when you're if you, you don't want to spend the fucking I think it was like two hundred fifty dollars for the the uh, pet uh, expense oh, for the ab- we had to pay five hundred for the one time oh five hundred to have a dog. Yeah, this was ten years ago, so it was and much it, cheaper back then, and, but still a lot. Yeah, dogs are so There's... popular now. And then again, mm-hmm. something else that was popularized during the pandemic: getting you a dog at home. You know, because everybody had a support pet, right? And mm-hmm. that was what people were doing. And I, I was thinking about doing it for myself. Like, I need a friend, but um, my AI device. I don't want to say its name. But that became my friend. <laughs> I, mean, like, so, I would be talking to it randomly. I would play games. Y'all. It was a whole thing. And then I was like, let me, my best friend's like, girl, get you a pet. No, get you a pet. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a dog. And then when I went, I'm like, girl, I'm not walking this thing. And then, and then I'm well, like, my, my home is your is dog standing like, on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's tall. All right, I see it now. Yeah, the dog oh, uh, if you're sitting, he's at eye level. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hi, buddy. That's- and you're sitting on like a regular computer chair. Oh. Your camera. This is a uh, this is a desk chair. My oh, camera's wow. like up here. Okay. No, that you can see that's a big dog. Like I I picked up that's a, that's a huge. Hey, I've seen a couple I mean, of other doggies too, Car. They're very sweet. If you, you just look doggies. at the head size comparison, I'm a whole ass human, right, and this yeah. is a dog. Yeah. You see, so you and they're very close in size. You got I have more five than this dogs. Dog? Okay. You have five dogs. Oh wow. Yeah, we're, we're crazy. Are they all great names? Because that would be <laughs> well, something else. <laughs> well, listen, people think I'm crazy, but pandemic hit. Y'all was lonely and going nuts. Every day I had all my best friends here at home, you oh. know? I already had dogs. my dog. Other than the Great Dane, what else? Do you <laughs> I've got a Great Dane. I've got two pets, a flat coat retriever mix, and uh, my son's husky is downstairs somewhere. Oh, you have a husky? Oh. They're so sweet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I love all dogs. Chaotic right? energy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. I, see, I have two very low energy dogs. I mean, a French bulldog is basically the same as a pug, uh, with right. slightly less medical problems. Yes, as far French as bulldogs can breathe. Right, right. Thankfully, my my uh, my pug doesn't have any issues with that as well. Uh, but my will, my French, I think they all. I think every. Well, pug it depends. As they get you, you have to. Um, you have to get surgery on oh. some of them, like where yeah. they, they like their nostrils are like oh. actually. But yeah, thankfully, mine doesn't have any problems there. He has a lot of stomach issues, doesn't have the breathing problems that the pugs have, thankfully. But my there, French bulldog uh, this, is actually this is going to sound wrong, donkey. but I don't mean it that way. But like, you know, humans have bred all these different dogs. 
And mm-hmm. a pug is one of those dogs that like is an abomination. It was not. It only dog. exists because of... a pug was not an an OG dog. That's yeah. like... no, no. no it looks so not different. Exist. Yeah, yeah. In the wild, it, it would be. It does mm-hmm. not. It, it could would not, not so continue like to survive without human intervention. It doesn't. So what you got to understand is, you go back far enough, you had a v- wild variety of different wolves, which is what we started with, and you know, depending on the continent. You had some canines that were differently shaped than others. And while we domesticated them, they also, without realizing it, started domesticating themselves. You look at a wolf or a dog, you'll notice their eyes started moving to the front of their face and got larger, making them more uh, cute and attractive to us. And in addition to that, they started getting traits that made them more valuable to us for instance while these beloved humorous giants like this boy desperately wanting my attention um were originally hunting dogs is great dane is short for great dane hound you can see by his ears he's in fact a hound they were hunting dogs these were used by nobles to hunt larger prey through a brush because they can stand above it and see when it darts around and so we kind of t- saw a trait in a dog and used selective breeding manually to make more of that trait and amplify that trait. What you get with pugs is people deciding to make dogs strictly for cosmetics. And in this case, they're like, hey, we, like, we think these face wrinkles are cool. Let's breed more of those in and let's make their heads bigger and let's keep giving them more face wrinkles And someone's like, hey, you know, they're going to have trouble breathing at a certain point. Keep going. You know, we're going to find plenty of, we're going to find plenty of well-to-do white folks that are happy to sit there and cotton swab their face folds to make sure that they can breathe. And, uh, you know, a lot of small dogs were bred as like uh, hot water bottles. I'm looking at the original pug now. I'm like, hey, that only nothing. Yeah. That's the thing. We fucked them up through inbreeding. Same with uh, chihuahuas. English bulldogs are destroyed completely Mm, mm. um they that's another breed that would not live without human intervention like Mm -hmm. their litters would probably just die shortly after being delivered if they could even be delivered and that's not to say listen there's many great pug owners french bulldog owners and boston terrier owners out there my main reason for not getting the small ones is because i'm enormous what would i be doing walking around with a purse dog like hello this is mittens um, also, this, they this, act this, like this is my Yorkie poo. They Yorkie act like uh, human dog. children. So if you already have human children, you don't need dogs do. to act like human children. So I have uh, they are children. Dogs will be children forever. You got to do what you got to do with your kids. No, but the, but a big dog is what acts way different than a, a small dog. Small dogs are very needy and whiny, uh, at least from my experience. <laughs> And I've yeah. had many small dogs, many medium-sized sh- dogs. You're, you're proving him wrong. Shush, shush, shush. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much spot on. Like, I my back is sore because my I had to sleep, like, sideways because my dog took up my spot in the bed and my other one was sitting by my leg. So I'm, like, sitting, like, you know, kind of curled up like a pretzel. Uh, they have to be by your side. Uh, you know, they're, they're couch oh. potatoes with you. But they're sweet. You know, I, w- I would die for them. Uh, they're, they, they're my they children. Are. Also, Listen, big dogs and... are usually big dogs are usually sweeter, and little dogs are usually v- that's n- vicious. That's slander, Matt. That's because, a smear. Because they think they are as big as a big dog. They don't realize how small they are. 
that's true about chihuahuas. So my mom had a chihuahua. My mom and dad had like a couple of chihuahuas, and those fuckers are so goddamn mean. Like they they have literally attacked like people who came to my mom's house. Uh, and like you can hold like my mom had a little chihuahua named Spike. He was like this big his whole life. And you would hold him and then put him down, and then he'd start barking at you like viciously, like he wants to kill you. Yeah, because uh, the chihuahuas way, as we currently know them were bred to sit on your lap and keep you warm. That's literally what they were bred for. Previously, they were varmint hunters. Mm. And the thing is, is that big, first of all, big dogs can be whiny if you've ever owned a Great Dane. Intensely talkative breed. And (laughs) incidentally, if you are, they, despite their size, which normally would size them out of being a good home or even apartment dog, but they're so docile. They're chill, yeah. Mannered that out you get it outside it'll run around and play take it inside couch potato and it will just flop down usually on your bed like it owns it and <laughs> uh just lay around all day so if was you're he like that even busy, as a puppy yeah i mean he'd get the zoomies but at the same time eh, if you're just if you just sit around all day he'll just sit around all day so you just sit around all day car um it comes in phases you know, sometimes I'm very active and I drag my family out to do really active things like camping, like music festivals, going to amusement parks or the park, I dog park. But sometimes, listen, you know, there's a new Zelda game out, so you got to beat it as soon as you can. So <laughs> or, you know, you don't discover Minecraft till your 30s and you got to. <laughs> gotta gotta get that ender dragon so yeah some, sometimes you know the, the the Fortnite season's almost up so yeah that's tomorrow by the <laughs> way you know that right that's what we'll yeah be my, you gotta will be uh uh you know grinding tomorrow all day uh, as much as i can to get to that level 100 for that uh optimus prime skin yeah, oh, you got to get cool. that whole battle pass. So what, what drop tomorrow? Look, because I don't know. I just know that um, the guys I date know that. So <laughs> the Fortnite season ends tomorrow. What is this? So in Fortnite, there's a battle pass that you can buy every season that as you progress and level up, you get the unlock ability characters. to unlock skins. Yeah, Basically cosmetics for your little guy that you shoot people with (laughs) and um basically the season and all your progress you have till tomorrow uh to complete that and get oh so if you don't do it tomorrow you can't get the skin it starts all over with a new season after tomorrow so you all new skins yeah oh so like it you have to try to make it to say that you conquered that. Yes, the skin's a bragging point, you know. And usually, the final skin, the level one hundred skin, is usually something licensed from some other intellectual property. Uh, this season, it's Optimus Prime. Make you look wow. like the Transformer. Uh, the season's rewards were weak. I I checked out pretty early on. I I've had. I, there's been some great seasons. Like one season, they gave you uh, Spider Gwen from uh, that was a Spider-verse. good season. Yeah, that, that was one. an amazing season, and her skin was amazing. I had to have it I love everything Spider Man, so that was a good season. And Darth Vader was one one year, and Star Wars is goat. So you know, you, you find a skin you want Mario Kart <laughs> or that's good though. Uh, the Pokemon 
little Tetris thing and Sonic the head anything that was on like Sega Genesis mm. OG no Sega and um what is it um the OG Nintendo that mm. was my life everything after pretty much that I just I don't know like I did Street Fighter okay okay Auto okay Combat, yeah okay that was I was Mortal in that. Kombat One is out you should definitely try it you might enjoy it my brother has, it's so um, violent. See, yeah, and and now it's not violent like when we were kids, you know. Hiya, That's what you no. would do, and the people just, you know, pick your fighter kind of mm. thing. Now, I mean, they slid in throats, and you see everything coming out, and just it is so violent that the game devs are infamously in therapy because they've had to animate so much graphic violence that it's messing with their brains, oh my God. and th see? because. Mortal Kombat 10 introduced the, the x-ray thing where you do certain moves and it x-rays and shows you exactly the bones you're breaking in their body. So someone has to animate that. And these guys are yeah. so messed up from making it that they'll be walking around and like see people or their own and child and seeing that happen. And they had to go to therapy for it. Damn. It's great. I love that. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> that is so crazy. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and duck out right here. I didn't finish my super chats, but I'll have to get to them next week. Um, yeah, hey, thank you to whoever liked my setup. I did see that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, there was one up on the screen. Uh, I'll leave it highlighted so that way Matt can pick up and just go. Um, yeah. Oh, it went so hard off on the tangent. See, I came. It was me. I came in and started talking y'all to death. But by Mike, um, I'm <laughs> I, I'm sliding too, right? Um, a couple people were asking me um, where they can still donate for me. It's on what is it? PayPal, Rebecca Azor mm. at gmail.com. PayPal, Rebecca Azor. That's my first and last name at gmail.com. Um, I got my Cash App corrected, so you can do that there as well at Becca's Voice on Cash App. But y'all, I gotta go. Thank you for letting me come mm. in late. This is thanks so, this for dropping in. Very this nice to meet you, Rebecca. No, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. You probably feel so much better and needed it. Oh, I feel good now. I'm gonna be up for five hours. No, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> I'm about to shower and go back to bed. I love you guys so much. Mean it. You take care. I will see you guys next Thursday. Bye, guys. All right, I'm out too. Nice talking to you, Car. Uh, Matt, oh, nice I'll see you next week. Good talking to you. It's good to talk to you. <laughs> Matt, if you want to roll out the last of the super chats, we can do that. I had when I, when you're done, I had like three left, and then we can uh, part ways via Candia. There's actually quite a few on this end, so it's up to you. Do you want to stick around, or you want to just do yours, and then you could bow out too? It's totally up to you. Well, you know what? It's after midnight where I am, so I'll not. I don't know where you are located, but I'm I'll in knock New York, out so mine it's here. after same time. Yep. Ah, okay, so let's see here. I just have a few. National, national. Hey, the Matt Mercy hit me up on X for a code, same name. That was due to my two dollars. That was due to my comment about wanting to get my Blue Sky invite approved. Sisyphean Task, five dollars. How can we combat liberals from subsuming leftist ideas movement without engaging in gatekeeping? Thanks for speaking on addiction tonight as well. You're welcome. I see that as something eating up a lot of people in my own community, and it also is affecting people who you really don't realize uh, everyday folks all around uh hiding 
that addiction. Even people where it hasn't stopped them from getting a job and whatnot, they're still struggling with it. So it's a big deal. How to combat my guy? Do you, do you mind? So, how to combat liberals from subsuming leftist ideas and movements? No, what you do is you don't really, you're not really going to stop them because the the neo-libs, the donors, and all their ad campaign money—they're going to do what they're going to do. Libs are going to lib. You stay the course, and you get as much voice and power behind what it is that you need, and don't be afraid to also call out when people are corrupting your message all i can really say on that you know that said i have limited uh experience as an actual organizer or a campaigner so there's other people to ask about that i just saw one more come through from narrator ten dollars thank you narrator left is best that's all he had to say or he or she had to say so uh awesome. that is all that i had um in advance if you had any other compliments for me in your super chats? I thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, because I will probably part ways here and make sure family's doing okay and figure out what the hell you, my dogs want. You might have stayed longer than any other uh, guest has ever stayed. Usually they bounce after about maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a half. Rarely, yeah, rarely do they stay for the super chats. You, you, everyone, really, if you're not subscribed to Car's channel, please go do so. I will drop the uh, link once again. And thank the you for having me on the, the show. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to ramble. It's easy for me to stay up and keep going when given the mic. So I appreciate that. I hope I at least gave people something worthwhile. I so. think so. I think it was really great. So I'm so, and I'm, I think it's great because I was unfamiliar with you and your channel before uh, today. So great to discover you. Great to meet you. And I look forward to uh, talking with you really soon. You definitely got to come back on. Yep, yep, yep. I'll stay on, uh, stay on you folks to have me back on. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a, uh, another subject that I'm knowledgeable on. It's limited, but there's a few. Uh, definitely, if you all discuss like police reform, prison reform, or id poll, those are kind of my uh, specialties, as well as obviously black liberation, which is sort of what I've couched my own channel in. But uh, to the assembled audience, uh, I am Carr. I am a black anarchist parent who does uh, YouTube essays and the occasional streams and let's learn and grow together. All right. Uh, everybody. Thank you and have a good night. Take care. Car. Nice. To, nice to have you. on. All right, folks. We are now at the end of the show. Here I am the sole surviving <laughs> leftist mafia host streaming on all the channels, rational national. I don't think I'm on uh uh, I think uh, Lance forgot to send his uh, Twitch <laughs> viewers my way. But here I am. And I am actually going to stay on and read every remaining Super Chat, even the ones that aren't for me, because I am dedicated to you all. That's right. So here we go. And before I do that, YouTube.com slash Matt Binder. At the very least, if you're not subscribed to my channel already, Go subscribe there. And if you're more of a Twitch person, twitch.tv slash Follow me there as well. All right. Here we go. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. I don't remember where we left off. Um, I think we read this one. Carr is honestly the leftist mafia goat guest from Hideous Lemon. I think we read that one. 
think we also read uh, Mang Tang was $20 super chat here. But I wanted to put it on the screen again, just in, just in, just in the in the chance we didn't, because it's you know it's important. It's a personal chat. Really appreciate it. Please clip the card chat on addiction. My sister is in recovery, meth and black. We've been losing loved ones since kindergarten. Dad was in NA. Incredibly important, and I'd love to share your voices with my normie loved ones. Um, yeah, we will. I'm sure. I I usually don't have time to clip the videos, which is why. My YouTube channel isn't as big as Mike and David's, but I'm sure one of them will. Um, now let's get to, definitely read this one. Definitely read that one. Here we go. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, bittersweet day today. We got Trump's mugshot, but we lost Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I, I, I get that feeling. We had a lot of fun with the Trump stuff. But, you know, the Trump, to me, the mugshot wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it's crazy he got one. But overall, he should have smiled. It would have been more rare. Um, Colt Dog, I really like Carr's setup. Left his best. David McClelland with a $10 super chat. As a cis, pan, empathetic Gen X man, I appreciate this discussion. Much, much love to you all. Sub to Carr. For Resto with a super chat, can confirm women value confidence, empathy. My wife originally chose me from the dating site because I was the only one who could communicate coherently. <laughs> wow. And that's what she told you, at least. No, I'm joking. Nathan Winter with a super chat. Y'all keep me sane, working nine hour workdays, sans AC. HK with a 10 euro super chat. I, I don't know which ones are for me. It'll, it's going to take me a minute to actually go over to my stream and see which ones are for me. So I'm going to act like all of these are for me, okay? Um, Koru with a super chat. Thinking of a name change. Snafu fits. Forrest Dudley. I was thinking it was Foresto for a second, but no. Forrest Dudley. Hey, Mike. Love the show as usual. Can I get some warm thoughts? I'm having my dad's memorial tomorrow, and I have a strong sense of melancholy. Uh, I know why you're asking Mike. I mean, obviously, because you probably watch his channel, but he, 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 his reply to this would be more meaningful than mine. Um, I know Mike had lost his, his dad as well. Um, but I can give you warm thoughts, uh, as someone who hasn't been in those shoes. Um, just, you know, um, I'm sure it's a tough time and, um, you know, it's a memorial service, right? So I don't know your dad, but I know that um, with my own experience, my dad wouldn't want me to be, you know, uh, upset and sad. I mean, obviously it's a given, but, um, you know, it's something everyone will uh, eventually sort of, I'm not good at this at all. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at this, but I'm trying. Um, but my condolences. A hideous Lemon with a $5 super chat. Uh, my super chat about David in the debate was because I think he looks like DeSantis. Everyone was great last night. I'm so tired. It's 3.45 a.m. Well, it's only 12.34 a.m. here. I'm guessing you're in, uh, I don't know where you are. I don't know when this chat was from. This chat was from <laughs> two hours ago. Christ. Uh, Kate Travail, uh, thanks for the $10 super chat. Thanks for last night. Kissing face emoji. Uh, Tunbosin with a super chat. Happy birthday, Matt Binder. Laughing, I'm guessing that means because that's definitely not for me. 
Uh, Goose Juice with a super chat. Lance is a huge country music fan. That's proven evidence with pics of him wearing chaps and a cowboy cowboy hat. Are there? Uh, Proctor123456 with a $10 super chat. Hi, I'm with a startup organization who is looking to unionize gig workers. I've spoken to DSA and Teamster organizers. Is it possible for me to reach out and y'all possibly talk about it, please? Absolutely. Please message us. DM any of us. You know me. I'm at Matt Binder on X, aka Twitter. Uh, my email is matt at xmatx.com. Uh, or reach out to them if you know them, be- the other hosts better. Progressive voice for the super chat. I laughed so hard when ABC News described the Republican debate as being focused on policies. Did they really say that? Unbelievable. Left is best. Uh, the pro for the super chat. Trump looks like Uncle Sam in his mugshot. LOL. Venetia with a super sticker. Thank you so much. Foresto uh, with a super chat. Uh, since we're not doing debate super chats, I just want it noted for the record that Mike Pence is the living embodiment of the captain from C Lab 2021. Is he? I don't know. I'd have to look uh, to make the comparison. Pluvius with a super chat. The one from Musical Mice was about cars sounding like Neil Tyson. Was happy he wasn't talking about space and junk. Um. Mr. H with a $20 Canadian super chat. Anyone else feel like Vivek is going for Steven Crowder's contract at Daily Wire after last, after last night? That that could be possible. Uh, Selly Boo with a super chat. I got corny joke for you guys. Where do bad rainbows go? Prism is usually a light sentence. Wow, that was a twofer. I thought that was it at Prism. Then you got us with the secondary, uh, usually a light sentence. Very good. I liked it. Didn't laugh, though. Narrator with a super chat. $10 super chat. TikTok idea of Vivek saying everyone should pass a civics test and saying the U.S. Constitution helped win the Revolutionary War. Constitution was written and ratified after war was won. Yeah, I think we mentioned that yesterday after someone pointed that out. Rotten6751 with a super chat. Would any of you rather get fat in Canada or USA? Uh, I don't think I can get fat. I really can put on the pounds. Trust me. Uh, oh, HK became a YouTube member. I think that's for me. And also, um, uh, I got an extra five gift subs from, uh, I think, I think, yeah, extra five gift subs from, uh, uh, Tokyo Hans, and then an extra five gift subs from HK as well. Thank you so much. I just don't think the gift subs show up in the, uh, StreamYard feed. So I wanted to point that out now before I forget, so I don't forget. Uh, Jay Cass, anyone have reverse seasonal depression? I despise summers and hibernate from this brutal heat, but more active during fall, winter. I'm the opposite. I don't really think I suffer from seasonal depression. I just don't, don't like going out when it's cold. So I think I am more active in the warmer months. Um, but yeah, I don't really hibernate, I guess. The Matt Mercy, Lance, do you know of any prominent NB creators other than Thought Slime? Love TS, but he doesn't really talk about it, and I'm going through my own journey. Um, you got to ask Lance. I'm sorry. Can't help you there. Uh, Cutthroat Juggalo with a super chat. Love all you guys. Thank you, Cutthroat Juggalo. Uh, whoop, whoop. Um, Cutthroat Juggalo gave someone else the same super chat. I guess spreading the love. I'm sure one of those were for me. Uh... <laughs> Chris Flutch with a $10 super chat. I am a Gen X recovered alcoholic. I do so very well, understand and relate. Even after 15 years of sobriety, don't give up on them, but also detach with love. Be there when they are ready. Great advice, Chris. Uh, so Ren with a super chat. Matt's chat is up to bat. Davek. Um, 
Kowalski, the end is near. The nightmares will finally end. Uh, Andrew, the super chat. Matt, I want an intro to wrestling history. Oh, man, that would be... I, I do need to do more wrestling content. In fact, I, I have a wrestling channel that I just haven't posted on in a long time. Maybe I should restart it up. Like a wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, Venetia David with a super chat. Uh, excellent show today, guys. Tip for Matt. Care of Mike. <laughs> um, e Mark with a super chat. Just wanted to hear Matt say $10 super chat. Oh, let me do it for you. E Mark with a $10 super chat. And now I guess you said it twice. You got me three times. Also, can you give half of this to David? No. Thanks and love the show. Thank you. Uh, the critical plug, what's going on with a $10 super chat? What's going on? I love the show. Would you have Fantano and Signified on the show? Not all at once, but making requests? Absolutely. They are on the list, I believe. Um, they are definitely on the list. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Where am I? I lost my... Uh, here we go. Andrew with the super chat. I'm 35 on Saturday. Happy birthday, Andrew. Wearing N95, says Andrew. New strain is bad news, guys. I follow it closely and the heart vascular damage is unreal. Many performers struggle. Yeah, like I said earlier, it turns out that uh, Bray Wyatt had got COVID earlier this year. I'm assuming that's unrelated to the new strain because he, he's been off TV since I looked it up since uh, February. Um, yeah, bad stuff. Bad stuff. HK with a 10 pound super chat. Thanks to your mods, just a light one. Do you and Car sing to your kids? What have been your favorite songs to sing with them thanks well car's not here anymore unfortunately i i would have been interested to find out from him actually it's too bad we missed this chat then um but for me oh for my son oh, i don't remember for my daughter i remember because she was uh you know i was singing to her in 2019 when she was a baby we don't i don't sing to them anymore they don't need that we do you know put them to bed. We do lay down with them so they go to sleep. They do need bedtime with us still at four and eight. And I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll hold that onto that for as long as they want me to. Um, but um, the singing stopped actually. Um, for my daughter though, in 2019, I remember I was on a acoustic saves the day kick with her for a while. And I would sing the acoustic saves the day songs for, with her. Um, uh, how do they go again? Oh my god! Uh, uh, one was like, and that was that our one sweet night together, and onto highway sky, something like that. Yeah, and then it was there's another one. Um, I'm singing for you guys now. That's how you know it's late and I'm out of it. Um. Uh, don't you remember the last time we were speeding down that highway and I was in the backseat sleeping in the autumn heat? Yeah, that's another one. And I would sing those ones to her. Um, Kowalski with the super chat. My little sister is the shortest sibling, only six foot two. Jeez, the Kowalskis are giants.
Uh, Guamu with a uh, hundred Mexican pesos. I was just in uh, Mexico. Uh, greetings from south of the border. Lucha Libre podcast when left is best. Guamu, thank you. Um, you know what? I, I, I do have that wrestling. I'm really thinking maybe people have been asking for it. People have long requested that they wanted me and David Bixen's band to do a show together. Uh, David Bixen spends a great wrestling journalist. Uh, he's always been the go-to guy for Doomed. Whenever I do a Doomed episode on wrestling, that's usually when it crosses over into politics, something to do with Trump and Vince McMahon or something like that. Uh, but I've been, you know, I jeez. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, November DeMarque with the super chat. Can I make a request for Carr to bring his dog into his next guest appearance? He should. That's cool. That was a cool dog. I'll get my dog on screen too. Um, let's see. We got uh, the Matt Mercy for emo support pets. You can't be charged per ADA. Oh, well, I guess we could have made that, but that's not the case. Um, narrator with a super chat, not gonna lie, never really played video games until I discovered Minecraft in my 30s. Wow, Tanya K with a super chat, you were the champ of late nights. I've yet to outlast you. Have a good night. Oh, thank you, Tanya. That one was for me. I say, I appreciate it. Um, Miss Siren with a super sticker, and here we go. I think this is the final YouTube uh, super chat in all of our channels. Jay Rude with the super chat. I was in David's stream for way too long. I apologize. Here's five dollars to make up for it. Um, over on Twitch, at least I can't do the other people's Twitch, but I could do my Twitch. Valinova cheered five hundred bits. Did you see Stephen Miller's America First legal ad? I did. It's like those like Salino and Barnes commercials, right? The the lawyer infomercials. Um, art, artistic uh, simplicity. Resubscribe for one month. A tier one subscriber for twelve months. Caspa1103, subscribe for one month, tier one. Thank you so much. And now, folks, um, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, oh, wait, narrator gets in a $10 super chat. Uno Mas. Thank you so much, everyone, on the Rational Nationals uh, feed, Humanist Reports feed. If you're watching still on, I don't know where else, honestly, uh, the Twitch channels over there. And of course, the Matt Bender live stream viewers, the real ones at YouTube.com slash Matt Bender and Twitch.tv slash Matt Bender. Uh, 